Wow, it's weird seeing you live. I know, yeah. I thought it might. Yeah. It helps to fill it with interrupting. It doesn't it does really work only I do it, but... <laughs> I didn't know you were black. The <laughs> <laughs> finish line goes dead. <laughs> Are you ready? Welcome to episode 28 of the Joysticks and Chill podcast, the podcast for gamers, by gamers, who like other gamers. Uh, I don't have anything planned here because I've had no time to do anything. Um, unless you're a... Uh, someone help me out. This is your time. Quick disclaimer, um, last week I told Fraser Moores to go fuck himself. Uh, many apologies, he's a very nice man, and uh, I, I take back all the, the fucks that he must give himself. Um, I, I apologise for making him cry out of his beaded little eyes and his flapping head. My name is Joystick J, and <laughs> with me today is the mouse they call John. Life is very challenging. And taking on a challenge is a lot like riding a horse. If you're uncomfortable while you're doing it, you're probably doing it wrong. Fair play. Uh, the man they call Dan. It's up me off. Hardly Dan. Good evening. How, how are you? Very well indeed. We've done. This is our second podcast in a week. Yes, it's crazy. Inside of a week, it's six days. This is our second... No, five, five days. Is it five days? And finally, Nizzy the Natural is back! There's no eye in bike. Nizzy's back in the heezy for sheezy. Yes, he is. We have a full house, a full assortment of people to talk your ears off. So let's get straight into story time! Story time! And I think we'll begin with Nezzy. Me? Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, well, yeah. It's been like weeks for me. Been a long time. There's been there has been loads going on. Um, which is why I've kind of not been around. So I'll, I'll give you some of the highlights of my uh, my life over the past um, few weeks. So I had my five year wedding anniversary with my good lady wife. <laughs> Who could believe that I could be married? For five years, uh, not me, because this is the second time I'm married, and the first time I was married for six months. So five years for me is <laughs> a very big achievement. Um, so that was lovely, and we went out for a very nice meal in Manchester to a place called TNQ. Um, which, if you're in the Manchester area, I strongly recommend it. It's in the northern quarter. They do a deal on a Thursday because it's an anniversary, but I still got to get a deal. They do a deal on a Thursday called Thirsty Thursdays. And for two people, for 70 quid, you get three courses. And, like, this is, like, really good food. This is, like, 75 quid plus tip. Food. 
Well, I'll get to that. <laughs> um, and you get two hours worth of wine for that. So, like, for a two-hour period, they'll just, they just come and refill your wine. And it's, again, nice. good wine. My wife's, a bit, my wife's a bit of a wife snob. And after seven years of being together, I also only like nice wine now. Um, so it's really nice wine. The meal was really, really delicious. And they were really nice. Um, like I said, it was 70 quid for the both of us. So when they brought the bill at the end... They had, there was a 10% tip already added on there. Now, I have been known in the Bastard. past to ask people to take that off. <laughs> that has happened in the past. But I did not do it this time. Now, would I have left a tip if it hadn't been put on there? Maybe I would. If I was paying in cash, I probably would. If I was paying on card and they didn't put it on, I probably wouldn't. But I paid a 10% tip, and I was happy with that because the meal was beautiful. They gave, like, a soup, which was the pepperiest thing that's ever been created on earth and so they made it wrong and they were like so nice about it and let us replace it with whatever we wanted off the menu they were really nice so i let them have a tip um but yes it was my five year wedding anniversary that's one thing that happened what else did we do i went um Nancy, what food was went, it what food did you order oh geez, this is like three weeks ago now uh, i had <laughs> <laughs> I also had two hours of a wine at this time, so right, okay. Let me try and remember. I had um, pork cheek for a starter, which was really nice. Um, no pork belly, not pork cheek, pork belly. It was really nice. And Heather had it too when we sent the soup back because the soup was very, very, very peppery because apparently they just messed up. Um, and Heather had it too. And normally she doesn't like fatty meat or anything like that, and she really enjoyed it. Um, I can't remember what I had for the main. I had, it was a, a chicken base, but it had other sorts of fanciness with it. I can't remember what I had, and it was delicious. And I can't remember what what Heather had either. Um, so I just can't remember. And then for dessert, I had a. Oh, I can't even remember what I had. <laughs> I think I had some sort of fudge thing for dinner. And again, it was really, it was really nice. So, yeah. <laughs> Um, yes, that was it. So what else did I do? I went, we went on a little, when was this last, I want to say last weekend or the weekend before we went on a holiday to a wonderful place known as the Midlands or Middle Earth, as I like to call it. Um, so we stayed in, we got, we tend to go to the Belfry and people know the Belfry, the golfing hotel on the Midland Way. We went and stayed there one night and then we stayed another night as well like in a holiday inn near Birmingham Airport. Why we did that? You'd have to ask my wife. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> but um, while we were down, it also took us like four hours to get down there because there was like, the motorway was closed. So it took us four hours to go on our holiday to Birmingham. But it was, we have we have children. So like, you know, it's just about doing activities for the kids. So like both the hotels are swimming pools. So we went like swimming like four times all in all. We went to that science museum in um, in Birmingham, which is loads of fun. It's the loads of fun tank. with kids and stuff. Yeah, that's the one we went there. Yeah, and I've been there before. Really we went again, and it's yeah, it's really really good. Um, and then we went to on the last day we went to tw- is it Twyford or Twyford Zoo? That's down that Twy-cross way. Twycross Zoo. That's the one. <laughs> Twycross Zoo, yeah, <laughs> which is a really really cool zoo. Like it's quite small. We have Chester Zoo up this neck of the woods, which is quite a big zoo in comparison. But I would say this Twycross Zoo is a better zoo. Like they don't have as many animals, but the ones that do are very well presented. 
so like you can see like all the animals and i've got like little tiny kids and stuff like so like all the animals are just like there you know sometimes you go to the zoo and like you look at it you can't see them or like they're like in a back room or something like that um but this one was like it's a really really cool zoo i definitely recommend going there so we were there on the last day and we had loads of fun um so yeah, so that was that was like a little holiday, but it was a very exhausting holiday because like my son woke up because we were in a hotel room and just would not go back to sleep. Um, so I ended up getting about three hours sleep like on both of the nights and stuff. And um, so and you know just managing kids constantly in busy places all the time just means it's not much of a downtime situation. Um, yeah, I def- definitely recommend Middle Earth again for people who want from that area for things to do. It's a nice place. I believe, um, believe Birmingham is actually quite nice. Because a few yeah, a few years ago, right. Birmingham, you, you hear like the name, you know, we're going to Birmingham. You think, oh, why? But it, I mean, it seems to have been built up really well uh, recently, and there is quite a lot of few. There's, there's, there's a few good things around it, isn't there? And, I mean, the Midlands is full of. Uh, I mean, you've got like a, a couple of theme parks is that Alton Towers would you consider that the Midlands or is that slightly higher Stafford, Stafford well, it's, about, it's about halfway it's about halfway between me and the Midlands Stafford but yeah, yeah it's close enough it's about like, an hour away from Birmingham isn't it Cadbury's music uh, sorry the Cadbury's factory yeah the Midlands yeah, yeah, yeah we went there the last the last time we were down there in State of the Belfry that's where we went to the um um, to the Cabris factory. So yeah, there's loads of stuff to do down there. So I, I I prefer it as a city to Manchester, really. Like it's bigger, it's more stuff to do. Manchester's a really, really small city. I guess I'm used to bigger cities. I guess I'm used to bigger cities, but I just find Manchester to be really small, really. It's not it's not that interesting. But yeah, people here absolutely love Manchester, but I'm a bit meh about it. For anyone who's uh, well, who's not watching, no one's watching, this is, this is audio. Uh, <laughs> Dan's just come on. And I, I thought Chinny had just uh, invaded our podcast. <laughs> I could have, I could have, because it was he sort of went off and it was like coming on, and then as soon as he came on, I was like, oh my god, Chinny's joined us. Yeah, I, my hair's really long. I haven't had it cut for <laughs> over a year because of COVID. Yay! Nice, yes. good excuse. Anyway, it's good to see you, Dan. Yeah, but yeah, for those listening, we decided to. Put, well, some of us put our videos on so we can see each other while we're talking. Mm, I don't have a webcam yet, so I can't do that. But uh, yeah, I'm currently naked. <laughs> <laughs> maybe you could do, maybe you could draw yourself, Jay, and then just keep posting pictures and do some sort of like live animation, a like a flick book. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, is that everything from yourself, Nezzy? Yeah, that's pretty much everything. Yeah, that'll do for now. Up to date. Fantastic. All right, we'll move straight on to Dan since he's made a literal appearance. Uh, yeah, after uh, you mentioned those uh, films on Netflix, uh, completely, uh, I watched them and they were good. And, oh, Fear uh, Street. Then it, yeah, Fear Street. The, yeah, Fear Street. Ooh, I, I watched one too. Um, it then popped up on Netflix saying that I should watch brand new cherry flavour. So I did. I haven't seen all of them yet. It's mini-series, and it's really freaking weird. Um, basically, <laughs> there's this uh, woman, uh, she played um, Alita in Alita Battle, and she's a, um, she's, uh, she wants to become a film director, done this short, goes to LA and speaks to a guy, and uh, he's like, oh yeah, I'll help you make your film. He double-crosses her, so he, she wants to get her revenge. She goes to this crazy woman, 
who uh, turns out he put a curse on. Just put the curse on. And the price for her putting curse on person, she has to she has to give her kittens. And um, this is the weird bit. The way she, this um, weird voodoo lady gets kitten, the the girl has to vomit them. Keeps puking up kitten as payment. <laughs> Um, so yeah, it, it's it's like it's going on fine. You're like, oh, this could be interesting, and then suddenly, oh, puking kittens. Yeah, <laughs> yeah okay, I get that. That's uh, yeah, it's really strange, but somehow incredibly enjoyable. You should definitely check so, it out. Yeah. Um, kittens are vomiting, or someone is vomiting out kittens. The 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 girl who wants to be a filmmaker is vomiting up kittens as payment for. Uh, oh. Okay. I'd take to be fair, I'd take I'd take that payment plan. If I could pay for things by vomiting <laughs> up kittens, I'd do that all day long. Well, one bit she says I've had enough of giving of throwing up kittens, and so it, she ends up having this wound on her side, and the kittens she starts giving birth to kittens out out of this hole in her. Oh, I go back to vomiting kittens. Painful. <laughs> I saw the advert. I saw the advert for that thing. I think it must have come up after I watched that Fair Street too. I've only yeah. watched the first one, and I read the description, and it sounded pretty mad, but it did not sound quite that mad. Yeah, it, it's it's definitely strange. Um, I don't know what's going on. Uh, there's some weird voodoo, voodoo, probably right word, uh, but there's some weird occult shit going on. It kind of felt like a fever dream, you know, like when you're really ill and you're sweating bullets have crazy <laughs> dreams it kind of felt like one of those I'm, a, I'm only hearing about probably 60 percent of what you're saying yeah i think you did you did break yes. up a bit there yeah uh i i'll cancel the video and see if that fixes it that sucks i don't know what's going on because my bandwidth's pretty good well i, I quickly mentioned that fair that fair street because i watched it on the back of you again saying i was very heavily influenced i've done quite a lot of things on the back of this <laughs> podcast last time um, one of them is watch that fair that fair street, and I watched the first one, and I really liked it. The only thing I didn't like is just the main character in it. She was really annoying and just some crazy overacting. But other than that, I enjoyed it as a whole as a program, and I'm looking forward to watching the other ones. But there's always some overacting in horror films. I mean, that's yeah. you just got to take it, haven't you? That's what yeah. a horror film is like: great deaths, overacting, um, yeah, extreme violence, yeah. and a bit of comedy. Yeah, I do recommend it. It is cool. It's like good how they've merged loads of things from different from different genres of horror films and stuff, and it's a pretty cool story. I definitely recommend it. I enjoyed it. Well, while we're talking about horror, I might as well um, just talk about the the, the Walking Dead. So I, I'm, as I said last week, I, this, this is my third attempt to like get through the entire series of Walking Dead. I've just finished season two. Um, yeah, so starting season three next. That's the next thing I'm doing. And because I'm, I've got so much into it again, I've, uh, I've I've sort of I've had a look on all my libraries to see if I've got the the Telltale series Walking Dead to play. Um, I think I think it's on Game Pass, but then I saw the definitive edition and I saw the trailer for it, and it's got like improved graphics, improved um, uh, lip sync, uh, better frame rate, and all this stuff. And it was like the retail price was like forty odd quid, but then I went on to um, was it game codes or codes for games or something? I got it for like fourteen quid, 
So the entire collection of Walking Dead from Telltale. So the season one, the season two, the is it the four hundred? Uh, this, uh, mm-hmm. um, what's the woman called? Um, Michonne. 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 And then yeah, the final season. So I've never played the final season. I've never played Michonne because I never really got that far into Walking Dead to to know who she was. So that's my plan. I'm going to nail all the Walking Dead Telltale and the TV show as well. You've just reminded Walking me. Dead. I haven't completed the all of the Walking Dead games. I I haven't played the last one, basically. Yeah, I was in the same boat. About it. Yeah, because yeah. I loved I've, every everything I played. Walking Dead from Telltale has been brilliant. There's no reason why I've not played this last season, but I just haven't. So I thought I might as well do it in the best possible way and buy the definitive. I've not played the last one either for some reason. Now might be the time, um, but it's not really on any offer. I just got the code from somewhere. I thought I was robbing something or doing something illegal because this this code like shop just. All these like full price games, you get them for like 10 15 quid. I'm like, is this legal? I don't care, I'm going to buy it anyway. They've probably been bought using stolen credit cards. <laughs> That's how a lot of those gray sites work. It looked legit, and I went on the Trustpilot website to read all the reviews, and they seemed pretty good. So, yeah, very happy about that. Anyway, uh, John. Yeah, so um, before the show, a little bit of behind the curtain, before the show we were talking about um, homework when we were at school and stuff. <laughs> and um, yeah, I thought this would be like a little insight into um, something I did uh, back when I was in school. So um, I'm not very good at art at all or drawing or painting or anything like that. Why I became a part of the reason I became a primary school teacher so that I could just you know like do a bit of finger painting, potato painting, and stuff instead. Um, and yeah, um, I used to get my dad to draw um, all of my uh, homework and stuff for me, so we had to draw a still life the once of this like fruit bowl and all the fruit that was in it. And I got my dad to do it because my dad's really good at drawing. And uh, the art teacher called me out on it. So like the next day, um, I took my homework in, all proud and everything. And he said to me, uh, "Oh, John, like this, you know, this is brilliant." And he, he said this in front of the class. He was like, "This is brilliant. It's really, really good. I really like this. In fact, I like it so much. I'd like you to draw me another one in this lesson, <laughs> so I could put it on the wall." <laughs> yeah i could fucking draw another one um because my dad drew the first one and uh yeah he called me out on it and to this day that memory sticks in my mind like there's no point trying to to bullshit a teacher because they'll know like they'll just know (laughs) Uh. (laughs) have you found any Um, things that are complete bullshit from from your pupils over the years oh my god yeah i won't name names but oh my god yeah i've had some absolutely ridiculous like excuses and um one we were doing um a topic on every school does this on like the local area famous landmarks and stuff and this child comes in and and he wasn't the sharpest tool in the shed is probably the, the nicest way to put it um and he came in with this like enormous cake that was a replica of the Selfridges building in, in Birmingham, you know, like the, the mirrored one with all like the circle things on it. You, you've probably seen it. Um, and it was like, it was an absolutely enormous cake and it, it, you know, it looked really professional the way it was made. And he came in and told everyone that he'd made it 
and that he'd done it. And straight away, I thought, sorry, mate, <laughs> you haven't made that. <laughs> you haven't. Um, spoke to his dad at the end of the day, and, yeah, his dad owned a cake shop not too far away. <laughs> his dad had clearly made this cake. Um, but, yeah, I've, I've had a few few that, that were, were not very true. I've been watching... Um, the only other thing really I've been doing is I've been watching um, a lot of Ted Lasso on uh, Apple TV. Because uh, I got like a free subscription to Apple TV with my new phone, and um, uh, Ted Lasso isn't normally the type of thing that I would watch. Um, I don't think, but uh, I heard Fraser talk about it on Seal Podcast, and I gave it a go. And yeah, I'm so glad that I did. I finished the first series season now, and um, yeah, I laughed, I cried, uh, everything. Yeah, it was it's really really good show. Um, so. I'm probably going to re-watch it again really soon if I can get my wife to watch it just for another excuse to watch it again. Um, but yeah, I highly recommend that if, if you get the chance to. You don't even really need to like football to to um, enjoy it, to be completely honest, because the premise is like Ted Lasso is an American football coach. He's um, won a championship with, a, with an amateur uh, team in America and then he's drafted over to an English Premier League club they're a, they're a made-up club, but they mention real clubs that they play against, like Man, Man City and stuff. Um, and it's sort of him trying to find his way into coaching this team, but just bad things. Not bad things, but, you know, it obviously doesn't go very well at the beginning. And, um, yeah, it's it's really good and it's well worth a watch. It does look good. I, I do want to see that. I, I've watched two two episodes of this so far and because I've heard that it was good and it felt to me like everything about this should be shit, like it's a pretty shit idea and stuff. And like when I'd seen the pictures of it, I thought it'd be shit, but I've watched two episodes and it's really, really good. So definitely give it a watch, even if you think it might not be your type of thing, you should give it a watch because it is really, really funny. Yeah, well, I thought it would be shit. The premise, I thought this this is going to be shit, but no, definitely, definitely try it because, like I say, it's it's really good. It's genuinely as well one of those shows where it gets better as it goes along. Like the first episode, the pilot is is a little bit lukewarm, but as time goes on, it 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 picks up and it gets a hell of a lot better. So give it a go. Cool. I will do. It. I got um, when I got my new phone. I've got that uh, that deal with Apple TV. Uh, so yeah, I'll give that a watch. I'm not going to pay for it once the the deal's done because I don't think there's anything else on there really. Same, yeah. Just binge that. That's all I'm doing. I'm just going to watch that. I might watch that. Um, oh, there was something else on there that I've seen. Breaking um, Mythic, Mythic Quest. Mythic Quest. Mythic Quest. Mythic Quest. Mythic Quest yeah, is great. Mythic Quest. That's the one. Yeah. Um, I'm going to give give that a go. Uh, Brave New World. I'll try that as well because I like the book. But. Mostly, I'm going to be fitting all these in before the subscription runs out because there isn't a massive amount of stuff on there. Well, I I got the I got the year free, and this was like over eight, probably eighteen months ago, and I still seem to have it free, and I don't pay anything, so I don't know what's going on, but I can still watch stuff. Well, no, I, I got it free with my I got it free with my work laptop, and I've been there eighteen months, and I still get to watch stuff on it. So maybe someone's paying for it, but I'm certainly not paying for it, so I'll keep going. <laughs> okay, well, that's uh, that's story time. Does anyone have anything else left to say before we move on? Everyone has their face I'm showing now. Head. I can yeah. see everyone's yeah, head shake. I'm, I feel left out. I'm the only person who hasn't got the camera on. I don't have a camera. <laughs> oh, yeah, I'll, I'll look into uh, perhaps getting one. 
Anyway, let's talk about some video games. And let's begin with Nezzy. Um, I've not been about for a while, so I've got a few games on here, and I've got a few games that have been quite topical over the past few weeks that I've not had a chance to talk about, and everyone will be fucking bored of hearing about now because I've heard about it on every other podcast. <laughs> I'm going to do it anyway, because I'm going to talk about Microsoft Flight Simulator. Um, it's just an amazing game. <laughs> like, I was so excited about this game coming out, um, so much so that even at midnight, I was like, oh, it's going to be released. Midnight was waiting up. Well, I was up anyway to try and put it on. And then I turned the game on, it loaded up, went to the menus, all excited, and then it said, oh, it's not released yet. And then I looked into it, and then now it's all like, because everything's digital, they release at like a certain time, don't they? So it wasn't out until like 6 o'clock the next day. So anyway, I had to be patient, um, and I've been playing it since. And this game is a technological marvel. I've got it on the Series X, and it just looks amazing, like... Wherever I go, whatever I do, it looks amazing. So I don't know if on a really high-end PC it would look even better. All I know is that the visual experience I get from it just amazes me all the time. So um, I see I played it quite a lot over the first couple of days, but how can I play it now? It's just like I've got like all these flights in my head and all these places that I want to go. Um, and I also have like a screensaver on my phone that just randomizes pictures from all the like beautiful pictures from all over the world. So sometimes I might see like a picture on my phone and it'll tell me where it is, and then I'll plan a flight there. So yeah, so like some of the flights I've done on there, like I'm a big fan of Deadliest Catch on um, you know, the crab fishing show, and I've been a mm. big fan of that for a long, long time. So I did like a flight out of Anchorage in Alaska and was flying around there, and I literally ended up doing like a free four-hour flight. Cause I like flew over to like the glaciers and stuff and was like following all the rivers and like following, like finding all the big lakes and stuff. And it's just, it's just, it's just amazing that just the concept of like, of it being the planet and the map in this game is just the entire planet and you can go anywhere and view anything in a pretty much, you know, as it, as it, as you would be seeing it from the air. Cause obviously once you get down low, you know, the detail may not be there, but what you're seeing from the air, like the lakes that you see and the rivers that you see and the, the mountains, the shape of the, that it's all real. And just the concept that I can just go to all these places and just explore the world. It's just absolutely amazing. I've just really, really loved it. I've enjoyed like the, the, the fly aspect of it. Cause I've got, I probably remember from um, my Elite Dangerous, I've got like my um, my Hotas One flight stick. So I've been using that with it, which just makes the whole experience even more pleasurable. Um, it is quite a basic flight stick, and it does make me wish I had a really, really fancy one with even more like switches and dials and stuff. Um, because it can still be a little bit difficult to have everything going on at once. So like, let's say like you want to sim sim the experience you want to take things into consideration like speaking on the radio because you can you can communicate with like air traffic control and they will say things to you and then you have like options that you can select to say like the proper landing procedures because it's all stuff you have to say like they say they give you instructions you have to confirm the instructions and so you can go through all of that process and like really like kind of sim the experience but it does get hard to do when you've got the flight stick but then you kind of also have to use the pad as well to 
bring up the menu to like select which answer you want to give and like when you're trying to land to do this so with that all these things going on at the same time it can get a little bit much to do it with the pad and the flight stick um so i have got i have got like a little bluetooth keyboard that's one gave to me like years ago and i've never used it and it was just in the back of some cupboard somewhere and i managed to dig it out so i've been trying to like incorporate using the keyboard um along with my hotas one and sometimes even the controller to try and give myself a little bit more accessibility to the things that i need to do um but that it's just taking like a little bit of learning and stuff um but the, the the most fun part of it is, like I say, sometimes I just think, like the last flight I did, I thought, oh, I'd quite fancy seeing, mm. um, I, I'm like a really visual person. So like, I know where things are and I can, for example, I can look at Australia and go like, where's Melbourne, where's Sydney? And I can like look on a map and I might remember, but then I might forget. But like when I'm actually flying fr- in the places and I can see the land, like it really helps me visualize and like learn a lot about the world. So I did some like flights around Australia. I did a flight around Sydney. Um, like I started the flight at like twenty past five, so I could see the sunset, and it's just amazing just to see like the sun come over the horizon and just how much everything, how much everything changes, how how the lighting changes, and it just feels like you're actually there, um, and it's just. It's just absolutely amazing. Like I, I just really, really, really love it. Uh, I've got loads of flights, loads of flights that I still want to do. I did some flights around Ivory Coast as well, where my dad's from. Um, so I've already done loads of cool flights. I've got loads more flights that I want to do. I'm just so happy I've got this game. The only thing is that, like, when you put it on, I found that when I put it on, if I put it on, like, let's say on a normal weekday, I might get some time to game. I'll put it on. And then I'll just lose myself in it for like three, four hours. So then I just won't play anything else at all. So um, I'm just excited to plan some more exciting flights and um, just see the rest of the world and just, yeah. So Microsoft Flight Simulator. I, ab- I absolutely love it. It's just it's just a marvel of a, it's just a marvel of a thing. Um, the fact is, the fact that the weather is exactly the same as how the weather is in the world when you're flying over it is incredible. That's so amazing. Absolutely. But when I tried to play it a few months ago, uh, I didn't have a controller at the time for my PC, so I was just using my keyboard. And fucking hell, it was a uh, oh, it was it was just what was the, the phrase I used? I mean, it was, it was like trying to uh, I don't know knit a sweater whilst driving a car uh, on the motorway or something, something like that. Anyway, it's it's yeah. I, if if you have this game and you just have a keyboard to play with it, just fucking uninstall the game because it's ridiculous yeah, the controller though was much pad. better yeah when i got the control yeah. pad it was much better yeah but, gamepad makes such a difference in that game and you don't difference. really need a flight stick but it, it is good with the flight stick i haven't played it for ages last time i played it um stonehenge was 2d i think they've updated a lot of places in england now so i need to go and check that uh but i really yeah. enjoyed there's a um there's like a uh it's it's not a sea well, I guess technically it's a seaplane, but it's it's not like a normal seaplane with the pontoons. It's it's more like a flying boat. It's got a kind of boat hull uh, in the canopy. Uh, that is the main <laughs> fuselage, even. And um, I enjoyed just flying around my local beaches and exploring places like that. That was pretty cool. But I need to. It's just such a massive download on the PC, and and then there's another massive download when you think you've installed the game on the PC. It's like oh no. There's another 90 gig. You can wait for that. Oh, 
it's it's a hun- it's a hundred gig on the it's hundred gig on the Xbox, but you can uninstall the offline mode that takes 40 gigs out okay, so it can yeah. be 60 but i think it's just over 100 the other thing you mentioned jay about the um the live weather it also has live air traffic control so like all the planes which are in the air now or you can have them on so they're in the game as well yeah so true. you have live time live air traffic control live weather it's just it's just absolutely unbelievable it's just so so good yeah that is um, I- I think you can fly with friends as well. Um, so, like, if we all got onto it, we we could actually yeah, like, can, go yeah. for a group flight whilst recording, maybe. Yeah. Yes, that's that's yeah, possibly an option. It would have to be in a couple of weeks. And give us time to download it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, right. Thank you very much, Nezzy. Let's move on to. Oh, God, who's got the most? Uh, I suppose Dan, you've got the most. Yes. Um, uh, the second most. Yeah, most of them quite quick uh start off with simpsons arcade i i played that uh, very briefly last night because i saw that uh, best buy uh, are selling the simpsons arcade cabinet for 700 well 699 dollars in fact you get the cabinet and a stool um, <laughs> which uh, that seems i mean you could you could build your own arcade cabinet and like for a lot less than that uh, even if it was like maybe it would cost more if you wanted to do like a really good job with you know a, a lovely finished paintwork on the side and you know all the the light up uh, marquee at the top but but yeah um i i saw it was the i saw the article about it being on sale and i thought i'm gonna play that i've never actually played the simpsons arcade game so um so yeah i i downloaded it onto my um little retro handheld console device and had a blast with it it was so much fun thoroughly enjoyed it and yeah okay i was piracy i guess because i didn't pay for the download but um <laughs> so much fun so what what is it what what kind of game is, is it's it? a uh, think double dragon it's a side-scrolling beat-em-up basically ah. uh, mm-hmm. i was playing as marge and you attack everyone with a vacuum cleaner and, uh, <laughs> really Maggie, good maggie's really been good um, kidnapped by um smithers uh, in a hot air balloon and yeah, you, you basically have to fight your way to to pick up to rescue Maggie. Have you completed it? No, because it was getting quite late, and I decided to go to sleep. So it's it's on like pause on my handheld. Um, I got to uh, level five, I think. I've I've gone through Mo's. Um, for some reason, um, on one of the levels, you fight through the cemetery, and then you go into a tomb and then there's an elevator that which takes you to like an underground version of Moe's, which has got uh, the bar and a cabaret going on. And, um, yeah, so I fought a load of people in that and then thought I'd stop for a bit. <laughs> but yeah, it's a great game. Uh, the animation is kind of weird though. There are times when it looks like a really old Simpsons episode, like when Marge like cheers, it, it looks like, you know, back when it was on the Tracy Ullman show almost. Like really old school, um, but yeah, I'm loving playing retro games. Oh, cool, Simpsons Arcade. What year was that? I haven't the foggiest. Um, Quick, Google someone. 90s. Go on, go on, enter. Simpsons Arcade, 1991. Oh, and yes. John wins it. Fourth <laughs> of March, if I remember correctly. 
<laughs> Just off the top of your head. Published by Konami. <laughs> yeah, and actually saying that it's really expensive, you can buy a refurbished Simpsons arcade from Home Leisure Direct in the UK for £2,279. Yeah, wow. just ordered two of those. Or you could maybe <laughs> import one from Best Buy. Uh, it probably costs about a grand when you include shipping and in- import taxes and stuff. That's ridiculous. Uh, you, could just use your, you could just steal it on your handheld like you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> or, 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 you know, build your own main cabinet and uh, like Greasy Fish Slips has done. And, uh, or just sit, yeah, sit in a cabinet while playing it on your handheld. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> Well, credit to Greasy Fish Lips. Have you seen? It's well, obviously you have seen his, his photos on uh, on Twitter. Yeah, that is yeah. really impressive. Yeah, very impressive. Yeah, he's done, a yeah, he's done a great job, yeah. Yeah, really. Nice. Kudos. Oh yeah, I forgot my answer. It would be the the lady that the strip show that I once went to that uh, inhaled smoke somehow into her vagina and puffed it out of her vagina with me <laughs> tooting on the other end. Oh, respect to me. <laughs> okay. Oh, so, like, tooting on the other end does sound like he's just sucking her ass. I know, yeah, that's what I thought. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> totally unrelated to the smoking. <laughs> uh, John. Okay, um, I played, you know, like how we are like on the cutting edge of video games and we like only the play... The most, just like this, <laughs> since we only play the most recent games. Well, uh, yeah, I've been playing Frogger on the PlayStation One. <laughs> Is that out already? <laughs> the really bad so, port. Um, you might not have heard of this game before or played this game before um, but my wife is a really big uh, fan of Frogger on the Playstation 1 and uh, we were lying in bed the other night and she just like I was half asleep and she just randomly popped up and said I feel like playing Frogger tomorrow so uh, I got on <laughs> downloaded it um, and yeah I, I had a go um, it's, it's really really bastard hard like really hard um, my wife is, is incredibly good at it. Um, I'm really not very good at it at all. Um, but I will keep practicing and I'll keep trying. And um, one day, one day, um, it will it will work out. And um, I'll uh, I will have actually achieved something. Like I will have actually managed to finish a level on there because I can't actually finish a level. I thought it was just like you know, like in my head, Frogger is basically just crossing a road as a frog and then crossing the river. Yeah, it didn't work out like that because then some the of the thing. missions you frogs go in. Sorry, go on, Dan. So, frogs are fucking amphibious. Crossing the river shouldn't be that hard. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, she did actually say that as well. It should be able to swim. Like this river didn't even look that deep. There was squirrels swimming in it on one of them levels. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, it switches it up and it includes different things. Like you've got to go down this like ice area at one point where you're like skidding along in the dark and you've got to pick up flies to light it up anyway i'm not spending too much time talking about a game that came out on the playstation one in like 1997 um if you want to have played this you probably already have um but yeah it's really good and it was, it's just a lot of fun and it was a lot of fun to uh sit down and play a local co-op game as well because i don't remember the last time that we played like i played <laughs> Excuse me, a game um, sat next to the person that I'm actually playing it with. 
<laughs> well, that's retro. <laughs> it is. Uh, so go and play Frogger. Go and get Frogger. Um, I'm just actually looking online now to see if I can get a Frogger arcade machine. <laughs> <laughs> so is it actually a good game, or is it just a hard game, or... Uh, is it is it sorry is it a good hard game or is it just a bit of nostalgia but it's actually shit um it's a mixture um there are it, it was it fun yes it was fun i don't remember playing this one on the playstation one but my wife does she said she spent ages playing it um when she was younger i don't remember playing it um because i think i was busy playing like good games <laughs> but Nah, it's it was fun. It was definitely fun, but you could just see that there was a lot of um, there was a lot of a lot of luck involved. I feel like it would be really hard to just be really good at this game because there was a hell of a lot of luck involved. I feel that. Se- I feel that's. I feel that sense from your wife being really good at it and you being really shit and you going, oh, you're just lucky, there's no skill in it, you're just lucky. <laughs> you are right, actually. Um, <laughs> Yeah, in the single player there was as well, like, um, there's parts of it where um, you'd really, like, need a log to, to, to come along so that you could move out the way of, like, the crocodile that's coming along or whatever, but you wouldn't be able to move across, it wouldn't quite be there when you wanted it, which which happened quite a lot, or, and then other times you'd, you'd have, there were, like, buses, you'd have loads of them coming across in front of you at the same time, so... Um, yeah, it's it was. I had a good time playing it. Um, I'm going to play some more of it. Um, I didn't buy this, as I said. I downloaded it on the Retro Pie, um, but it's okay because I contacted every one of the developers and publishers, and they all said it was fine. To <laughs> <download> <laughs> <it>. <laughs> Did you send them a fruit basket? Say thank you. <laughs> Did you write to your MP to ask his permission? <laughs> Uh, uh, no, I can't. The restraining order doesn't allow me. To <laughs> <laughs> okay, Frogger. Uh, yeah, so me. Uh, I've been carrying on with Trover Saves the Universe. I've, I've, what have I played? I've probably played about four hours of it by now. Um, and it just continues to oh, kill me. It's It's so funny. It's so, so funny. If you like... Rick and Morty, uh, or another show which I've just discovered, Solar Opposites. Have you heard of that? No. no. It's a, it's another show made by the same writer. Um, I forget his name. Uh, he just uses his same voice in right, for different characters, but it's another show, another animated show about uh, aliens, essentially. It's about an alien family who have to live on Earth because they crash-landed and they're just trying to get by. But it's just as dirty, just as... Um, crazy and oh, it's brilliant. It's on Disney Plus. Solar Opposites. I recommend it. Very, very funny. Um, but yeah, Trover. Uh, I've just got to a bit. You, you finished this, haven't you, Nezzy? No, I've not finished it. I've not, not finished been back it. To it for a little while. No. Did no. you get to a village um, of like happy little people? Does I that don't ring a bell? Think so, no, I don't think so. <laughs> right. Okay. Yeah. Does um, yeah. T- t- some person gives you a a mission to this place because they're they're dangerous and i i can't say much about it because it's brilliant and it would it would spoil it a bit but um you, you, yeah it's it's brilliant you go to this peaceful little village on this this mission 
um, your task to sort of kill everyone. And you end up in this little village and everyone's like really happy. It's, it's like the Smurfs or something. Everyone's like do, 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 and holding hands and it's all happy. Uh, anyway, you can do what you want from this point and it causes a reaction one way or another. That's all I'll say. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, oh, it's, it's brilliant when you go back to the, the person, whatever you've done. Uh, it's, it's really, really good. Uh, but anyway, yeah, so the gameplay still, it, it, uh, it gets a bit better and better as you go along. So you're the, you're a chair, a chairopian, I think you are. I think what that's what you're called. So you're just just guy who's sitting in a couch mm-hmm. with a controller, controlling Trover, uh, and your your abilities get upgraded as you go along. So eventually you'll you, you'll learn how to levitate, so you can look at the level a bit better. Um, you can grab things and move them around, um, like to manipulate big blocks, so you can get Trevor to jump up blocks to to navigate through a level. Uh, the last thing I've just done is um, combining Trover and my... I, I throw something up and Trover kind of hits it like a target. It's at a target or something. So I can throw a rock and he'll hit it at something. Uh, I think that was the last one. So yeah, bit by bit, you're getting all these better things. So the gameplay is becoming you know more and more interesting as you're going. But it's it's not really about the gameplay. It's about the the humor. It's all about the humor. It's it's you know ninety percent humor, um, and the gameplay is fun. You know, there's nothing wrong with that. But it's you know you're there for the humor. You're not there for the gameplay. And all the way through the game, it's taking the piss out of other games and games in general. Um, like hard puzzles, uh, like that first puzzle that you came across, Nezzy with the gate, things like that. And there's a there's a there's a um, a recall to that joke a little further on through the game as well. And yeah, it just it loved it just loves taking the piss out of ridiculously hard games with puzzle elements and platformers and things like that. And yeah, I can't recommend it highly enough. It's very very funny. It is. I imagine it's better on VR because it is essentially a VR game, but I'm playing it uh, without VR, just on the controller. Do, do you think you would have noticed if you hadn't known it was meant to be VR? Do you reckon you would have noticed that it was a bit odd? Yes, like, because it's very obvious that it's a VR game. They make reference to it, and yeah. they, you know, it asks you to like move your head this way or that way, or to nod oh, yeah. or shake your head for yes and no on certain decisions. Um, I imagine it would be a lot better experience. Uh, you you played it VR, didn't you? Yeah, yeah, I'm playing yeah. It in VR. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like you say, the, just the the thing about this game is that it's just hilarious and like it's just laugh out loud funny, which is just the main thing of this game. So even in VR, it's cool. It's it's a, it's a fun game to play in VR, but like I don't really ma- I don't really care what I'm doing on it because I'm just pissing myself laughing the whole way through. Yeah, and it's you just listen to all the the dialogue from like all the guards and things because there's there must be hundreds of hours of dialogue that I mean if you yeah. just race through the game you'd never hear because most of it is just it's like background dialogue isn't it it's it's just there yeah um, when you you get to a certain bit and two guards are talking about just just anything um, and it, it's obvious to uh, who's the who's the guy who does Rick and Morty the main guy. Fucking hell. Dan Harmon. Dan Harmon, yeah. I think it's him who who does the voice. And it's obviously, there's no script. He's obviously making everything up as he goes along. But that makes it even better somehow. So, yeah, it's it's very funny. If you want a really, really funny game and you're a fan of Rick and Morty, um, A, play this game. 
and B, uh, go watch Soul Opposites on uh, Disney+. Plus. <laughs> that is uh, Trover Saves the Universe. Back to Nezzy. Um, I'll do I'll do two here because I'm gonna be really quick. Um, I finished Yakuza three. Um, I love the Yakuza series. This is probably the worst Yakuza I've played in the series. That's not to mean that it's bad. It's just not quite as good as the other ones. The story takes a real big lull in the middle, but then it does pick up at the end. Um, so it finishes it finishes strong, but like the story in the middle is a bit lackluster, um, and it's not quite as good with regards to um, side missions as things as some of the other ones. Um, but it's still good. It's it's still worth playing. It's just one of the. It's not the worst one. It's one of the least good ones. Um, yeah, so that's my quick mention of Yakuza Three because I did I did finish it a little while back. Um, the other game I mentioned quickly as well that I played, it was on Xbox Live's free-to-play weekend, and that was AO Tennis. Um, now, why I downloaded this is because there was a very small period in my life where I can't even remember what the t- I meant to look before I started the podcast, but I forgot. This would have been like in 2002 or something. I had a, f- I had a friend of mine who had a tennis game. I can't even remember what console it was on. But I just got really into playing it, and like I just loved it for just that summer. I just loved playing the tennis game, and I've never really found anything like it. And I've looked at this AO tennis before, and there is another tennis game. Is that two tennis games? This one and another one, which are the ones that I see on the PlayStation and the Xbox. And I've toyed with getting them before, uh, but they're always quite expensive. So because this was free, I thought I'd give it a go. Um, and my verdict is. First of all, AO is Australian Open, which I found a bit weird. It's just the Australian Open, just on its own. Um, I started a career mode. Um, so, like, you start off with, like, a really shit tennis player. So, like, he's just he's just shit. <laughs> like, so it's hard to play because the guy, like, is shit. So, like, all of, like, the shots you do, there'll be, like, a very high percentage of them that you miss, which feels a bit weird because, like, it's not really me that can control it like i've so like so the, the ball comes you obviously have like your four different types of shot like your normal shot your slice your blob and whatever the other one is um and then the longer you do it the harder it does but as you as you press and keep your finger on the button you can use a left stick and that has like a little icon like a little dot on the opposite side of the um the court that sets where it's going to land so i can do my shot select where it's going to land and because my play is not very good it'll go out so i guess i guess what you'd have to do is not try difficult shots because you don't have the skill level to do it is i guess what you would have to do um so i found the crate mode i've just been like i just got i just got hammered like i could barely score a point so then i thought oh i'll give it i'll give it a go with like a good player so i played with like raffin who's amazing and he can just do any shot. So, like, no matter what shot you do, like, he will just land that shot. And I, I like, hammered the guy on that game. Like, I don't even think he scored a point. Um, so, I guess I probably would... I only got to spend a couple, two, three hours of it before it went off the thing. So, I guess there's a, a middle ground there that is probably quite fun. Um, and it felt nice to play. But, like I say, it was just weird from one end not being able to make a shot. And then in the other end... Um, making all the shots so i guess if i was to play the career and you can do like training so in between your matches you can do like different types of training which puts like your your stats up which i guess would make you a little bit better 
Um, but I thought just like the menus of the game and the presentation of the game, it just didn't feel great. Like it didn't feel like you know, like an event. It just wasn't. It was just the presentation of the game is a little bit meh. So, so yeah. So I, in fact, I, I downloaded it on the Monday. And then I, I, I thought I tried it on the Monday. I thought, oh, can I still play it on the Monday? Because I didn't think I could, and I could. And then it went on, and I thought, oh, actually, I don't even really want to play it. So, um, so yeah, if you like tennis, I don't, I don't even know if this is good or not. I don't even know to be honest with you. Um, yeah, I think I think the gameplay was good, but the presentation of the game wasn't wasn't particularly special. Um, I guess that's to do with its licenses and thing. It only has like the Australian open licenses and things. Um, Have yeah, you ever tried that's, that's... Um, Virtua Tennis? I love that game. I was obsessed with it. No, when was that out? Oh, this could be the one that was right. I played it on. Um, it, it was, was early two thousands as well. Yeah, there was a few virtue, um, but um, yeah, not virtuous tennis. Was, I think you know what that that's the game. That, that, no, I've just I've just googled it now, and I can see virtue tennis is the game. I can't remember which yeah. one of the. Because it's more than one, but that is a game that I just absolutely loved for yeah. like a summer. I um, mean, my friends used to play each other, and yeah. we just used to play tournaments and single player, and I absolutely love it. And that's what I've been trying to recapture ever yeah. since. And this didn't quite do it for me. Oh, I broke really a few good. pads. Got so yeah, angry on that game to, when I lost. I used to love how you had quite a serious career mode, and then the training was just you dodging giant fruit that was like falling down. <laughs> <laughs> it was a really good game. <laughs> Oh, have you was... so have you guys have you have you guys found any other tennis games that you've also liked in the same way that you liked this one? No, um... <laughs> no, that's weird, isn't it? No, just Mario tennis. tennis was okay. There was a tennis that I played age. It might have been Mario Tennis on the original Game Boy with the uh, Game Boy Link cable. I played one summer with a mate of mine on holiday. Uh, nice. That was all right, but I can't remember what it was called. Wow, having to be physically tethered to another person to play them. I know, yeah. <laughs> and all those eight AA batteries as well. Fuck. Both running. Yeah. <laughs> um, is that everything from yourself, Nezzy? Yeah, yeah, that's everything. I don't think it's very informative, but that's everything. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Back to Dan. Uh, yeah, I mentioned it last week because I was just—I literally just started downloading it. Uh, Art of Rally. Um, it's a really good rally game. It, it's kind of basic. You can't set up your uh, cars in different ways, uh, so it's not as in depth as something like a Colin McRae or Dirt. But it's really good. Um, it's incredibly stylized, but at the same time, really beautiful. The, the courses in Japan when you're uh, winding through the roads and you've got the cherry blossom trees which no matter when the race is they're they're always in full bloom and there's just these pink blotches all over the place it's, it's stunning it it looks really good and yet incredibly simple at the same time and the driving's on point the driving's really good um and as a result i'm not very good at it because i've never been good at rally driving um games anyway uh, but yeah i'm thoroughly enjoying it it's it's an excellent game. It's made by Fun Selector Labs, and it came out on 2020. And yeah, it's free on Game Pass. And if you, if you have like even the tiniest 
hint of thinking you might want to play a rally game, get it. It's really good. It's well worth playing. Does it look kind of like Limbo, that kind of art style? Um, There's more colour to it. Oh, yeah. (laughs) That's how I imagine it, kind of like a sort of simple yet beautiful yeah, and some of the some of the areas will go through uh, forest where the trees have no leaves and they're just like these poles um, dotted around. Uh, the Germany races are really pissing me off though because they have these. Um, they look like tombstones along the side of the road as kind of road demarcations, and you, I just keep hitting them. It's really annoying. And the um, the barriers on bridges and stuff. You just touch one of those and your car stops. And that, so that's. That's not maybe not quite so good, uh, but all the cars they uh, again sort of stylized, but they're and because it's not licensed, they can't really put a you know, Ford Escort Cosworth on there. But the car they've got there that is basically the Ford Escort Cosworth is it's really, it's not hiding the fact that they've basically copied the cars and how they handle and yeah, it's it's just a really great little game. It, it's well worth checking out. Just, is there a career mode? Is there like a career yeah. mode on it? Like what are the modes? Yeah, and there? you start off on the. Um, I can't remember what. Maybe is it Group B? I can't remember which group you start off, but with the lower power cars, and you've got the original Mini, and um, much older cars. And as you progress through, um, you get to unlock um, obviously higher, uh, faster cars, uh, faster race series, uh, but actually newer newer ones as well. So as you progress through the story, you get. Um, you get to like Group S and it's no longer like 1960s, 1970 cars. It's more like 1990 cars. Um, but yeah, uh, absolutely loving it. There's, there's even an ex- exploration mode. And um, for some reason you unlock things like tuk-tuks. Well, a tuk-tuk. Um, <laughs> minibuses and, and other th- little things for the ex- exploration mode. Which is kind of fun. And uh, yeah, and it- I heartily recommend it. It's well worth checking out. Is it time trials? So, like, you, you're the only car on the track at a time? Yeah, or? yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, um, like, proper rallying. So, so you set off and the fastest time wins, basically. Um, but, yeah, it, it's a really nice... It's a nice, different take on, on the rally driving genre. And uh, well worth a look. Ooh. Art of rally. Uh, Very fun. Back to John. Okay, um, <clears throat> excuse me. Um, yeah, I've been playing Ghost Recon Breakpoint um, quite a lot with Nessie actually. Uh, so I uh, I jumped into a game yesterday, into Nessie's game yesterday, and instead of sending a party invite first and and um, announcing that I was there, <laughs> I hit join in the game and. He was away <laughs> from the uh, from the controller, um, but standing right next to a base of enemies, which I thought this is this is like really helpful for for me. So um, I ran in and I started shooting them, and until I got spotted, and um, I ran away when I got spotted, and I thought, oh, it's all right, like I'm far enough away. And I thought when he comes back to the controller, this base, like I would have cleared it. And I'll be like really impressed, really impressed that I've cleared this whole base. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> I didn't clear it. Um, in fact, they called reinforcements and um, a helicopter appeared, which gunned Nessie down <laughs> where he was stood. 
back, uh, revive him, and then try and um, take out try and take out the base where we could. But yeah, we played we played for a for a good few hours actually. Um, we had two two sessions. Um, we played. Uh, I think it was last night and maybe the night before. And yeah, it was a, it was a lot of fun. Um, I bought this again, so I've got it on the Xbox now. Um, excuse me. Um, and yeah, I just just really enjoyed it. I still love how when you uh, jump into the game, it doesn't just say here is a big massive marker where your objective is. Go and do that. It. Um, it, I like how it, it says to you instead, look, this is the rough area where you've got to go to, go and interrogate some guards, then you'll find your objective, or go to this area, it will be somewhere near this lake, for example, and you'll go and find this. There are a few things that, that, that do annoy me about the game um, at times. <coughs> things like, if you want to get into a specific seat of a car, or, um, or a helicopter, um, it can be really, you need to be really pinpoint accurate on which way you're facing and uh, make sure that you time the button perfectly before it switches. So something that I struggle with is getting into the gunner seat in a car to, to get into like the gun on the top so that the other person can drive. Getting into that can be really tricky and you you know you can quite easily find yourself trying to get in there but accidentally ended up in the passenger side instead. Same for the helicopters. The amount of times where I've tried to fly the helicopter, but my guy has just sat on the side of it, <laughs> waiting for something to happen, has been um, been way too many times. But yeah, it's a lot of fun, a lot of fun. Really, really enjoying it. Um, just yeah, I'm I'm looking forward this time to to getting a lot further in it though, um, because yeah, I find it's so easy to get distracted in this game to be like just wandering along through the forest and then the next minute you've spotted something going on a base going on that we've guards and stuff and you just run over there and want to clear it all out and stuff but yeah it's a it's a really really fun game i don't know if you've got anything to add to that Nancy, but yeah um, it's really good yeah when, when i came back to my uh, yeah i put it on pause went to do some family stuff and i came back and i was just lying wounded on the ground <laughs> <laughs> it all kicked off at the base and then i just saw john mouse just um in the little base, and I thought, oh, okay, what's happened here? But yeah, I bought this. I, I bought this game after listening to the show last week um, and hearing John talk about it. It's Eleven quid. This is at the minute on Xbox. It's just ridiculous price. The thing that put me off playing this game originally was the whole, the fact that it was more like the division, like the whole bullet sponginess aspect of it. But now you can still play like you can still play like that and level up and have all that level up weapons, level up with armors. But you could also play it like in pretty much totally realistic mode so you have no levels there's hardly any any anything on your hood like you don't get map markers you just get some very loose information that you have to go and find out um and i've i've loved playing it like that it's it's fun but it is very hard so like when you have like on realistic mode like you can spend maybe like 45 minutes trying to clear out a base trying to get your objective and then you get killed like 40 minutes in and then you have to go back and do it all oh. again um, but like, that, that makes you think about how you do it and it makes you like not rush and you've got drones and stuff so you can plan things out but like it, it doesn't like it doesn't pinpoint enemies 
like on the map like you have to use your eyes to look for people as you're walking around and obviously people aren't you know soldiers wear camo in jungles and stuff so it's hard to see so so it it really makes you feel like you're in the game because you have to always be alert and stuff which i'm finding really fun uh but yeah when you die like you are punished for it yeah but i've played a couple of times uh with john i've barely scratched the surface of the game because there is a lot there is a lot to this game in menus in the missions i find the missions to be fair because it doesn't because it doesn't pinpoint things that you we can't have it both ways like you can't say i like the fact that it doesn't tell me exactly where to go but it can be sometimes a bit confusing to to go into the menu to pick the mission and then to understand how to work that mission through can be a little bit confusing but i guess that's just a, a, a a matter of me spending a little bit more time with it yeah but this is this game's 11 quid it looks beautiful it plays beautiful there's you can play it lots of different ways it's either like the division or totally realistic or anything in between because you can change all the settings so i definitely recommend playing it if you've had any inclination for third person shooters in your time i definitely recommend it for 11 quid it's a steal so excited to play this game i just hope the sound works when i uh, install it again and it'd be good if uh, I, don't, I don't know if it's cross-platform or not but that, that would be good if i could play with people on the xbox any ideas if it is not sure i mean don't think um, it is the sound mm. is incredibly important as well in this game because um yeah. while nessie and i were walking along through one of the forests at one point we were looking for um, some enemies to interrogate for information and we ended up stumbling on some just by uh, hearing them having a conversation with each other um, you'll hear the cars as well coming in the distance you'll, you can hear the helicopters flying over um, so the sound is, is, is pretty vital really that, that it's yeah. working and it's working properly for you well hopefully if I reinstall it normally reinstalling like uh, getting rid of a game and reinstalling it fixes most problems doesn't it so yeah. hopefully, touch wood, I can get back on it and play it because I loved Wildlands. Wildlands was great fun. So yeah, Ghost Recon break, break print. Ghost Recon. Oh, I can't even. I can't even say it in a weird accent. <clears throat> so yes, yeah, so, well, but I mean, we should. We want to play. We need to play more games as a group, don't we? We need to find yeah. uh-huh. games that we can actually get on. Um, so we should start compiling a list of things that we can all get on i mean i do have an xbox as well an xbox one um so i can use that in an emergency so that would be fun (laughs) uh but yes (laughs) (laughs) yeah quick quick get online (laughs) so yeah go to recon breakpoint let's play and that's on game pass um, that might be worth putting on the list which one was that which one the ascent oh really yeah is it cross platform Ooh, I've got that downloaded. Oh, I downloaded that after the last show. Well, it's cross-platform between Xbox and PC. Well, that's fine. Yeah. Yeah. That's fine. No, that might work. Yeah. You should set that up. Damn straight. Okay, so Ghost Recon Breakpoint. Fan bloody tastic. Uh back to Nezzy. Um The Ascent is what I've been playing. <laughs> um now, initially, when this game was first announced, it didn't really appeal to me. It's been a long time since I've played PC games, and I think these types of games have been historically on the PC. But then before it came out, something just tweaked my interest, and I was 
really interested in playing it. So I played it on the first day that it came out. Um, and it reminded me of when I very first started playing games, like, which, like, on my dad's PC. Um, I don't know why. I think I must... In fact, there's a, what's a game that you mentioned a little while back that's like... Is it isometric? Is that what this is? It's an isometric game. Yeah. yeah. There's a game that we actually spoke about a few weeks ago on this... Um, on the podcast. That's an isometric game. It's like a bit of a spy thing. Uh, no. Um... It's... Um, not a spy, like corporate espionage or something. It wasn't true or something like that. Syndicate, like that. I think it reminded me of playing that. And I think because I played that game many, many years ago. And at the time, it was like this new world. I wasn't really sure what was going on in it. And it was beautiful. And it just reminded me of like just a feeling of like exploration in a game that I've not had. And I think because it's because it's a type of game that I've I've not played for years and years. And without realizing that you do tend to play the same types of games so it tends to be when i put a first person shooter on even if a cyber cyberpunk which is a cyberpunk world things don't really feel that new to me but because i was looking at the game from a different perspective it just felt like i was having this whole new experience which i really really liked and this game it's just beautiful like it really is beautiful like the color palette on it is really beautiful the colors really pop out like it's got these beautiful reds and then right next to it there'll be like these yellow neon signs that just look absolutely beautiful um i'm playing it on the, the series x um on my lg oled tv and it's it's never it's never looked better and um like the world like the de- so obviously you have like the top level which is kind of like where you're walking around but then like you have these backgrounds behind it which have got so much detail so like you might be walking across a bridge and you can look behind and like there'll just be like this huge wall of like houses that go like right down to the bottom and like these like businesses and signs and stuff it just looks it j- it's just one of those worlds that you just can just walk around and just stopping your tracks just how beautiful it looks it's got like a really nice soundscape as well so when you're playing it with headphones like you overhear conversations that there's lots of conversations going around which are like pertinent to what's happening in the world so as you're walking around and hearing people talk it's like feeding you information about what's going on and about the world and stuff so um this it sounds the sounds great it just look it just looks absolutely it just looks absolutely beautiful and the, the premise of the story, and I've probably done about three, three, four hours on it so far, so not loads and loads, but I'm in this situation at the moment with just, there's just so many games of Game Pass and stuff that it's difficult to um, to just stay on one game. But the, the premise of the story is that you're on this, you're on this um, planet, you're what's known as an, an, I think an indent or something along those lines, which is someone who has got, uh, you basically go work for these corporations, so for like, the the luxury of going to live on this planet but you essentially just signing your whole life away and you become like a slave to like these corporate um these corporate companies and you're living this like this huge built up world like the cyberpunk world with it's, it's hard to describe like just a big mound of things built on top of each other and tunnels and just like so like at the bottom there's a um so like at the bottom it's like where everything like runs down it's like all the sewages and stuff so at the bottom there's like these creatures that you have to go and fight um and the premise of the story is that you go work for this um 
this corporation, um, that corporation kind of goes bankrupt. Um, so like this huge corporate building thing that they kind of owned kind of like breaks out into like these it's kind of like a civil war type situation because there's no one running it anymore. Um, so you end up doing missions for this guy that runs um, that runs out the little sector that you're in, and it's about like who's going to get control of like this big corporate world before these other corporate companies try and take it and stuff. So that's kind of loosely the story so far, um, but I'm probably not doing it justice there. But it's just it it, it looks beautiful. The story is the story is good. The story is fine. Um, it's not an easy game. Um, like I've died a lot on this game, and sometimes you're, it has levels. You can see when you start a new mission um what 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 like what level it should be but you you can sometimes get to a point and it's really hard and you get killed but as you get killed you're still leveling up so like you get stronger and stronger so let's say if you try the same thing 10 times i'm not saying that it's the type of game where you have to do the same thing 10 times but if you did and like when you when you die you don't lose the xp that you gained in that run so some there'd been a couple of times where i found it hard but then i've like gone to the next level or the level after that and it's become a little bit easier um so it's challenging but in a rewarding way you can obviously get different types of weapons and get different weapon attachments um for those weapons you can level up those weapons um it it's not there's not a thousand weapons and you don't level them up like every two minutes which are like you just do it every now and again you have aug- aug- augmentations because it's a whole cyberpunk thing that give you like special powers and things that you can also level up which make the gunplay fun because like i say it's the right kind of challenging for me like i'm not blasting through it you have to you have to think about what you're doing and if you're not thinking about it like you can try what happens at times that i'll get to a point that's difficult and i'll die so then the next time i do it i have to just be like a lot more careful so like i have to just really think about like my my, because like a twin stick shooter like think about the movement think about where i'm going to go and like use the um the environment a little bit more so it's fun to just play on but then when you really need to kick ass, you can just concentrate. And then because you concentrate and you're feeling like you get that sense of satisfaction that year, right, okay, right. I've had to knuckle down here and it's paid off because I've beat this, uh, because I've beat this boss. I've just started getting to a couple of missions where there's like bigger bosses, like big mechs and things, um, which is fun. And I hope that continues with like lots of different um, enemy types um, for boss types. I hope that continues. But yeah, like I say, I'm like two three maybe even four hours into it so far and i i really i really enjoy this game and i will play it through to the end and i definitely recommend it for anyone i never would have bought this if it wasn't on game pass i, I wouldn't have um but because it's on game pass i gave it a go straight away and that's probably the best thing about game pass is getting to play things that i, I probably normally wouldn't play um so yeah so that's the sent. i definitely recommend it and it would be great if we can all play it together as well because yeah it'd be really fun to um do twin six shoot damn straight people. yeah definitely yeah i'm up for that if it's cross platform like you say then it's i've, I've already got it downloaded you do it right now yeah. <laughs> yeah. actually um as you mentioned uh syndicate wars um if you uh go on to uh, gog.com right now you can get ultima underworld one and two syndicate plus and syndicate wars and they're all free until <clears throat> september the third on where uh, gog goodoldgames.com okay. oh, gog.com uh, I'll pop the link in the uh, in no, the that's one that out oh I've got that yeah gog galaxy that's the is that the um, the desktop thing for it yeah 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 I have that I'll have a look at that uh, brilliant the ascent 
I'm looking forward to playing that. Uh, Dan, back to you. Yeah, um, Car Mechanic Simulator 2021. I've picked it up the other day because it's reasonably priced on Steam and I'm thoroughly enjoying it. Uh, basically, you start out as a guy taking over this rundown um, garage and um, yeah, you, you, you fix cars and earn money to upgrade the equipment in the garage so you can take on more and more difficult repairs and um, eventually get your own car and do that up and I'm not that far into it, but um, yeah, thoroughly enjoying it. It's one of those games that you can really chill out to, you know, you put Netflix on another screen and just chill out and, and play the game at the same time. Um, there's, there's no time limit on how long it takes you to repair any of the cars. And yeah, I just, it's, it's one of those weird games like um, truck driving simulator that just really chills me out. And yeah, I've had a stress, if I had a stressful day, just hop onto that and I'm just, yeah, I'm in the zone. I'm chilled out. It's like next best thing would be smoking a joint. You know, <laughs> it's it just really chills me out, and I'm thoroughly enjoying it. I've muted the music because I uh, well play it whilst I'm um, watching Netflix. But um, yeah, that's not bad. And you can put your own MP3s into the game and listen to your own music on the uh, in car in in game radio. So that's kind of cool. But yeah, um, I, I got some of the day one DLC, which in, uh, has a, uh, has some um, Nissans in a, in there, and there's some Nissan, um, it's like a Nissan Leaf, and you can work on like uh, electric cars and stuff as well. So it's pretty cool, uh, but really, really niche. I, I imagine there's quite a lot of people that would go, "Why the fuck are you playing that? That's not a game. That's not fun. That's repairing a car." But I kind of like it. It's amazing how many people uh, get a lot of joy out of these kind of games, like uh, just like building a PC simulator, building a car simulator, all these things yeah. that have mechanical parts or whatever. I think Duke was talking about um, some kind of simulator where he was building clocks or or something, and he, he found a lot of joy in. And you know, it 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 does work. It's very it can be very therapeutic to to fix something, even if it's just virtual. Yeah, definitely. And there's one coming out, um, possibly this year, it might have been delayed, and it's basically uh, building models of stuff, yeah, but in a, in a video game. And I, I, I like airfix kits. I just don't necessarily have the money or time to spend on building them, and I'm kind of looking forward to playing that as well, uh, <laughs> which is a bit weird. And it's more to do with the space of keeping them. Once you've built this fucking thing, what do you do with it? You know, <laughs> if you haven't got the yeah. space for it. So, But yeah... Um, Damn. What kind of licenses does it have? You mentioned Nissans that have like a variety That's, of cars. Uh, there's two at the moment. There's WD40 and and Nissan. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Just oiled up Nissans. <laughs> yeah. Um, all the other cars are very obvious that they're. You know, I was working on what was basically a Ford Fiesta. No, a Ford es uh, Ford Focus. Sorry, earlier. Uh, but yeah, it's an American. It's set in America, so there's a lot of American cars. Um, but yeah, the, the, again, it's a bit like uh, Art of Rally. They're, they're, they're not licensed, uh, most of them. So they're, they're very close copies, let me say. But hopefully uh, the fact they've got Nissan on board means that them, like PC Building Simulator, uh, there might be more uh, licensed stuff in the game, which would be kind of cool. Uh, yeah. No, very cool. It's, it's a fun little game. And it's about 20 quid, so it doesn't cost a huge amount. 
less than an actual engine. Yeah, or, or some of the tools you'd need to diagnose what's wrong with a car in the first place. <laughs> okay, well, that's uh, everything we've been playing. Before we move on to the Metacritic quiz, we do have a question that I found. Ask Dan a question, he knows everything. Anyone try asking Dan? Go on, get on the radio and ask Dan. Ask Dan! Ask Dan! Dan! Time to ask Dan. Oh, shit. <laughs> I took some pleasure in watching your heads bob at that. <laughs> um, so, Mint Safe has had a question um, on the go for uh, over a month now. It's been, uh, I think, six, nearly seven weeks. He, uh, he asked this question. We've never answered it, so I'm going to put it to you. Dan, why does a wheel... Uh, why, yeah, why does a wheel, when spinning at a high RPM, appear to spin backwards momentarily, then catch itself up? Is it an optical illusion, or the human eye only being able to interpret only so much information given at once? Yes. <laughs> and that was asked, Dan! It's actually both of those. Uh, it's an optical illusion because the human eye, well, the brain only processes so much so, so quickly. That's exactly it. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm glad, uh, I'm glad I uh, meant safe asked that question. It was worth <laughs> spending seven weeks to find the answer for that he's already put in his own bloody question. Does anyone else have any questions for Dan whilst we're in this segment? Because that was the only one I could find that we hadn't done yet. No, not smart enough to think of a question that would stump Dan. <laughs> and that's it okay then that was asked Dan fantastic stuff let's move on to the Metacritic quiz it's the Metacritic quiz <laughs> right volunteers to go first I'll go first if you want. Okay, dokey. Um. Okay. So here goes. Um. DKG4's bargain bin reviews. Blank. It's a tough sell. You get to play as a silly-looking, reluctant hero who has to escort a vulnerable female NPC through a cliche apocalyptic wasteland patrolled by generic robots. Doesn't sound too appealing, eh? Well, let me show you that this game is well worth the $20 or less price tag it now has. Few games are successful at making the main character deep enough and convincing enough to care for. Blank's approach to this problem was to have credible talents perform the voice work and motion capture. Oh, it's an enslaved. Yeah, that Odyssey to the West. Odyssey to the West. Yeah. Ooh, yes it is. I don't know who you want to give that point to, Jay, because... <laughs> I think it was John, wasn't it? John mentioned it and then hardly down gave the subtitle. Yeah. Well done, John. Great game. I can I can <laughs> barely find a bad a bad user review for it. It's a great game. Oh, I love that game. Brilliant that game. game. If anyone's, I can't remember how we came across it. I think I just, it was just like about three quid or something, and I picked it up and I played it, and I just absolutely loved it. So check it out if you've not played it yet. Yeah, Dan, check it out. It is good. It is very, very good. Oh, sorry, I thought you said he didn't. I love it. No, I said ah. not enough people have played it. Oh, right, yeah. sorry. Enslaved Odyssey to the West, that is, for anyone that didn't catch it. Yes. Really, really good. Yeah, really Great good game. Combat. 
Uh, John? Okay, um, <clears throat> the blank looks really good in the game trailer and I really look forward to this title, but it looks like most of the little indie games that you used to get on Xbox 360. It, they fail to deliver and this game is no different. The story is so-so and the gameplay is repetitive and quick and the combat, in my opinion, is not good. I've been spending a very long time trying to figure out how to get through the doors. Why is this game not easier? For me, this game becomes a bore and a frustration. I was so excited when I found out it was coming to Game Pass, but I'm not as excited anymore. Hence the low... The recall. Say that again, Dan. The Ascent. It is the Ascent, well done. <laughs> Very good. Okay. Um, even with all the promotion we're seeing now, Blank Blank still carries the aura of a title that could be miscast and possibly overlooked at a glance, like it was for me a few years ago. You don't know until you play. And this stands as one of the more pleasant and satisfying surprises of the year for me. It's been a long road to this game, but the ride is worth it. Ride. <laughs> Rollercoaster Tycoon. Uh, the rest of the reviews are just full of really obvious uh, hints. So I'm just going to wait a little bit longer so anyone can figure it out. Can you read the first line of the review you just read again? So you can Google it. No. <laughs> you can see me, look. You can see me. Um, even with all the promotion we're seeing now, Blank Blank still carries the aura of a title that could be miscast and possibly overlooked with the glass. That's not where the clues were. The clues are in the last sentence. It's been a long road to this game, but the ride is worth it. Blank Blank is a blend of... Forza Horizon? No, it's a blend of multiple open world and zombie games. Even though the gameplay stays pretty much the same throughout the entire game, the acting, riding your motorcycle, and the survival bits make this... Days Gone! Oh, yes. Days Gone! Yeah. Oh, yeah, I was thinking of it. It was right there. Well done. Another fucking pile of nothing from me. <laughs> so I just one point the points one. on. I can't remember how many points you get for stuff, so I haven't done it. John needs... Sorry, go baseline. This game meets the baseline level of quality we might expect from a big budget joint, yet remains a tiresome empty experience. I should have read that one out. <laughs> 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 magazine did not like it. Oh... Uh, I, 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 I stopped playing the game I played it for a bit and then I just got really bored but apparently like the first third of the game is a bit shitty and it really picks up after that yeah. but I don't have a PS Playstation anymore and I kind of regret not getting to give this game another go I liked it, well, it was really good I mean yeah it slows down it slows down massively in the middle of the game um, but I think, I think it's been given a bit of a hard time like I've heard people uh, mentioned it before and um, I heard someone on one of the other podcasts that we listened to um, mention that the trailer that came out where there was like loads and loads of zombies it was the same trailer yeah. that they kept showing over and over again where they're all like stumbling over a train and stuff 
but yeah, that didn't happen because the zombies weren't in groups that that large. But they are in groups that large, and yeah. you you can find, especially if you find their caves where all yeah, the zombies. Yeah, find a horde. It's pretty intense. Yeah, yeah when they're, they're like ambling along, and there's there's, there's literally feels like hundreds of them at some point if you're not kitted out and you've got a good um a good plan to to retreat while you, you're taking them out then then yeah you'll get absolutely destroyed but um i really liked it and it didn't i know that that, that there's like a mechanic where uh, you have to keep filling up the petrol in your motorbike and if you run out of petrol you can you have to you can like push your bike until you find more petrol um, I didn't run out of petrol once because every time you drive past the petrol station you stop, fill up and then just, just keep going. Um, but yeah, really, really good game. I, probably one of my uh, favourite games from the PS4. Oh, well, there you go. Uh, right, mine. Okay. Let's get this over with. <laughs> I'm giving this game two points and that's for the graphics. I was severely disappointed by the title. I've long been a blank blank fan and love nothing more than cranking up the difficulty and planning my strategy filled attacks on outposts. Well, that's what that's what this game Far did. Cry 5. Nope. Far Cry 4. Nope. Far Cry 3. Far Cry 2. No. Far Cry. What's the one? It was Far Cry 3. Ah, said it. I said it. Yeah, well done. What were you going to guess, Dan? <laughs> uh, the the other Far Cry one that I haven't played, the the, the one where you've got Blood Dragon, no or Primal, um, Primal, Primal. I've not yeah. played that one. I've not played. I That's the only one I've not played. played. Mm. There's no guns in it. I'm not that interested. Yeah. <laughs> I do like the bow and arrow from from the Far Cry games, but I do need like you know a nice big meaty um, light machine gun every now and again. Yeah, sniper rifle for me. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, well done. So, are the uh, scores updated? Yeah. Yeah. I'm yes. Sure. Nezzy was right on that, giving him giving himself some points. Well done. So, yeah. So I'm still last with thirty. Dan is third with fifty. Nezzy is second with sixty, and John is in the lead with ninety. God, this it feels like this one's been going on forever. <laughs> uh, two rounds left, so we'll see how that goes. I'm pretty much fucked. Um, we can't catch up anyway, can we? Oh, yeah, we can. Oh, yeah, we can. Yeah, uh, yeah If John's not here because he's, you know, he's eating bad <laughs> burgers or whatever, then we should be able to catch up. I'm going to Perhaps. send you a food hamper next week, John. <laughs> <laughs> Don't worry about it. Just oozing chicken. Right, I haven't done a, um, a, a music quiz this week. Uh, I've not had time. I apologise for that. So we will move straight on to Topic of the Week. And topic of the week this week was what game slash uh, show slash movie slash book just left you feeling a little lost after completing it because it was that good. Who wants to go first with us? 
No, I'll go first of all, because I've, I pretty much said it last week. It's yeah, Mass Effect for me. That's what made me ask this question, because as soon as I finished Mass Effect Le- Legendary Edition, I just felt this emptiness inside of me, because I was so absorbed and so... Oh, yeah, so loving the, the Mass Effect world. Uh, I just wanted to carry on. So I will, I will be going on to Andromeda. It's not going to be the same, because obviously the characters are different, but uh, at least it's the same world. So yeah, so that was, that was me. John? Um, game... Red Dead Redemption 2, when that story ended, um, just felt a bit like I didn't really want to play anything else for a while because I couldn't find anything that was like that. Um, And it's still one that I know at some point I am going to go back and play again. So Red Dead for the game. Uh, Show, um, probably, there's been quite a few where I get that quite a lot with TV shows because I'll binge watch a series uh, or multiple series of a show and then get to the end of it and feel like oh well, I can't really find much else like that uh, probably the last one I did that with was probably the How I Met Your Mother show I thought that was really good I watched all the seasons of that and then got to the end I mean it's not hard to find things that are like that though because the whole thing's basically a rip off of Friends so <laughs> <laughs> well Friends is one, another one for me actually I've just started Friends again but when I get to the end of Friends I'm like oh yeah, now, now what have- yeah, we have as well. We've we've just started Friends. Well, I say we've just started it again. We're, we're cl- quite close to the end again. Um, and that that will be another situation where it's like, right, what do we watch now? Um, I have never really... Maybe the Marvel films, possibly, but I've never really had a movie where I've got to the end and felt felt a little lost. Um, I've like... <laughs> maybe this is just because I'm a bit weird, but I've had movies where I've been to the cinema before and I've watched them... And if it's been like, um, I don't know, like a really, um, like a film like Captain America, for example, where there's like really cool explosions and he's going around like beating everyone up and stuff. I've walked out the cinema and felt a little bit like, yeah, actually, like if, if there was some explosions going off right now, I'd feel, I'd, I'd feel like I could yeah. go through them and like <laughs> save someone. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no. with the first Matrix, when I, when I came out of that. I was like walking out of the cinema, sort of with like dum 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 dum. It's like this back, this soundtrack in my head, just looking around, and you know, yeah, I know what you mean. I'm glad it's not just me then. And a book, probably when I read The Great Gatsby, I read that I loved it so much, and that's the only, the only book I've ever read where I finished it and then started it again. To literally read it from the beginning again. Uh, Ready Player One as well, actually. When I read when I read that, um, I was looking for. I went on Amazon and bought a load of other books that I thought would be something like it, and they weren't. So um, yeah, that's all of mine. <laughs> um, Dan, how about you? Uh, yeah. Um, TV wise, uh, probably Cheers and The Wire. Um, I remember watching the last episode of Cheers as it was aired in the UK, and that was. That was, I felt quite sad at the end of that. Uh, Game-wise, it's probably going to be... Um, actually, I've, I've felt kind of lost and empty at the end of each of the Fable games. Not so much Fable 3, but but I thoroughly enjoyed them so much. And, and getting to the end of it... I think that's why I have a problem finishing games. I quite often just yeah. stop, stop playing them because it's easier than getting to the end and realising there's no more. Oh. 
That was really deep. <laughs> I know. <laughs> um, and yeah, um, uh, film-wise, uh, nothing really has done that. And book-wise, um, I can't remember which book it was, uh, but the last uh, Discworld book that Terry Pratchett wrote uh, without um, a huge amount of help. Well, yeah, basically, yeah, the last Terry, the last Discworld book, I guess, because uh, there was there weren't going to be any more. I think that was the Shepherd's Crown, which was the forty-first book in the series. Yeah, I'll say, yeah, yeah. I've read at least forty-one books. <laughs> <laughs> I've read like six of those in my time. I think I read like the first six when I was younger, and never carried on. Yeah, well, I started off because I had um, an accident at school that involved having to have metal pins put on my hip, and I was bedridden for months. And a friend of mine lent me his uh, Discworld collection, and I just devoured all of them. Yeah, they are brilliant. Yeah, yeah. yeah I started reading one of the middle ones and didn't have a fucking clue what was going on. Yeah, I mean, there are some you can pick up that that um, that kind of like the the. Um, the, the the City Watch trilogy is quite good, and the Witches trilogy they're quite good. But if you want to read them in order, then you've got to start with the Color of Magic. Yeah, mm. kind of introduces a lot of characters. But yeah. Oh God, I might do it actually. I think I might start Terry Pratchett run. <laughs> Just what I need. I like fantasy, but um, yeah. I also like a bit of comedy. Yeah, my life at the minute and it's that is just a perfect mix of the two oh, so it might be exactly exactly what i'm looking for right now and some reading i watched the um uh, bbc america series recently um uh, i can't remember what it's called it's based on the uh, city watch books um yeah and it was weird it kind of has this cyberpunk steampunk kind of vibe to it which you, I, you don't really get from reading the books but um once i got past that and like kind of the dislike of the aesthetic it started growing on me and I actually really quite enjoyed it so that might be worth checking out as well mm. anything else from you Dan? Uh, no I think that's TV show it. or whatever yeah I said cheers and oh um, yeah sorry yeah you did wire. Yeah. beg your uh, pardon yeah Nezzy movies don't last long enough for me to feel upset though true yeah, I think they have to be like a, a trilogy or a series of some kind. Like Lord of the Rings, for me, that I, I kind of get that feeling at the end of that because it's like 13 hours, 14 hours or whatever yeah. to get through them I'm all. I'm looking forward to seeing what the Amazon series is going to be like. Yes, yeah. yes. Very curious. Mm. Yeah. I thought they were remaking it and I was like, fuck this shit, I'm not watching this. <laughs> <laughs> I would have been... I, I'm glad they're not, but I would have been okay if they had remade yeah. it. And I read like Lord of the Rings like from a kid for like years and years. So, and I do lo- I do love the films. They are great films, but obviously, and this happens to anything like the books are a lot better. And and I feel like a series now is it could tell a little bit longer to tell the story and tell some other aspects of the story. And there's so many great series now and so many great writers that it could actually, even if it was retelling that story, it could just do it in a different but really, really good way. But never mind. But they're not, so it's fine. We're okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right, mine. And normally I eat I can never think of anything on the spot, but I've got one for each. For film wise, like a film and this is Probably my second favourite film after Titanic. And I used to have this on DVD and watch it all the time. And the film is Apocalypto. 
Oh, that's a good no, film. Yeah, times. good film. Mel, Mel, Mel Gibson. Gibson. Yeah. Yeah. And it's essentially a chase film. It's just such a great film. But like the ending of that film, there's like this point where they've just been chasing each other for this whole film. And it's been such an intense chase and so emotional. And then they get to this point at the end. And like, I won't say what happens at the end, but it just stops. And like this, the whole dynamic just changes. And like at that point, the first time I watched that film, I was just like, "There's just a bit where they're looking at something, and you don't know what they're looking at." And then the camera slowly pans around, and I was, I was literally standing up at the TV, going, "Oh my god, like what is it that they're looking at?" And I've just never, ever as a film before, like got me like emotionally, like just so plugged in to what was going on, and they just flipped the switch on me. Now it's just such a great film. If you haven't seen it, I'd strongly recommend watching it. And if you've seen it but ages ago, give it another watch because it's so, so good. Yeah, it's been a while since I've seen that. Great film. Yeah. It's a beautiful film, yeah. Um, Books-wise, Game of Thrones book. Like, I've read many fantasy in my time and I've loved them. And the books are just brilliant. And I absolutely loved them. And I read them on my honeymoon, my first honeymoon on my doomed six-month marriage. <laughs> but at the time, <laughs> I was reading Game of Thrones. I was reading Game of Thrones, and, like, I was in a beautiful... I was in Cuba at the time, but I, all I cared about was just getting Game of Thrones. was just reading Game of Thrones. And I just Nessie, so make love to me. Like, no, we're reading Game of Thrones! <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then, like, obviously, this stopped. And, like, you'd be waiting for the next one for years and years and years. But at the time, like, because the story just... This it's not it's, you just want more because it's supposed to be more. Um, so yeah, and TV series, um, and this is my probably my favorite TV series um, of all time, and it's Gamora, which has been shown on Sky here. It's made by Sky Italy. It's like an Italian um, gangster uh, series. I think it's had four seasons. It's about like. Um, the current like underworld scene in Naples. Um, and it's just, it's just amazing. Every single series has been amazing. Every single episode has been amazing. It's like the wire in that kind of just amazing storytelling. So like every scene and every conversation, like adds something to the story. Um, and it's just my absolute favorite series ever. Um, and again, just when it finishes, cause it's like three, four years between the season, the, the seasons and stuff. So you have to wait a while and then they're out in Italy first and you have to wait for them to come here. So you know, you're going to be waiting ages. So whenever that finishes and it, it always leaves me like, I'm just a great cliffhanger. So when that finishes, um, I'm always like, I am lost until the next one comes out and I'm waiting now for the next series to come out. So Gamora is my answer to that one. Oh, I've never heard of it. Sounds I'll interesting. It out. It's amazing. It's so, so good. Okay, well, there, there are answers. So let's find out what you people said. And now it's your time to shine. It's the community section. Are we doing good? Are we doing bad? We want to know. We want to hear from you. And we have heard from Greasy Fish Lips, who says Red Dead Redemption 2. I spent so long in that world, and the ending was a film in itself. Very good film. Uh, sorry, very good game. Very good, yeah. Um, Retro Mayhem says 
Sekiro, partly because it was the last Soulsborne, sort of, game that I played in succession. After that, it was hard finding a game as gripping and engrossing. Few other games, in my opinion, are as rewarding. I've not played that one. Nope. No, yeah, I that's the one that. This is the one that had that boss that took me like over a year to do, and I tried it hundreds of times. Then when I did it, and I just felt no emotion. Ah. After. <laughs> 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 it's a great game. It's a great, great, great game. No, I've not no, been I after. Played it. I'm just shit at it. Shadows. <laughs> yeah, it's good. Is, is this that it's Shadows odd, yeah. died twice? One is that what that is? Sekiro Shadows. Yeah, yeah, that's the one. Yeah, something or yeah. another. It's yeah. brilliant, but it's just rock hard, just rock hard, but rewarding because it's rock hard. Um, Pixel People Pod says, because I'm currently in the middle of another playthrough, i got to give it to Mass Effect Trilogy. Yeah, you do. <laughs> uh, and Cuddy says, Isle of Dogs. He loves um, dogs. What's that? <laughs> well, it's an island in, in the Thames, um, but I, I'm guessing... Um, I don't know. Is don't it the know, that animation the one? Um, <laughs> oh yeah. Oh no. The Wes Anderson one. Yeah. Mm. I think it was about 2018 that it came out. Yeah. Yeah. It was fairly recently. Well, yeah. it, it was about? okay. It's pretty good. Mm. What was it about? Was it about dogs? It's about an isle of dogs. It's literally all the the uh, dogs have been yeah, outlawed yeah. in the city for whatever reason, and they all got um, mm. dumped on this island. And one little boy wants to go find his dog. Um, so he goes to this island in order to find the dog and goes on a big adventure. It's good. It's good so nothing to do with the Isle of Dogs in the Thames. <laughs> no, nothing know. to do with the Thames. I mean, that's assuming that that is the film he's on about. Yeah, he might just he really could, miss the Isle of Dogs. He might he be a fucking enthusiastic <laughs> cockney. <laughs> um, wow. Cram L says game mother free not heard of that yes book yeah. sirens of titan not heard of that show uh, uh, v- v- i don't know he says last name von Nort. um he's a very very famous uh author and a really talented bloke that no one can say his name no one can say his name that's why he doesn't <laughs> sell any books it's um <laughs> Quite a lot of that. He's uh, left a good legacy behind. Kurt Vonnegut. Kurt Vonnegut. Kurt Vonnegut. Oh. Why don't you just say that? <laughs> <laughs> right, loads of uh, sci-fi short stories. Oh, okay. Would I have heard of any of them? Yeah, yeah, you would have. Uh, okay, I was hoping for a uh, name, but okay. <laughs> Slaughterhouse. You ask a question, yeah. you get an <laughs> That was quite a popular one. What was that? What was that, yeah. John? Slaughterhouse Five was a really popular one. Slaughterhouse Five. He did. Um, can't remember the others. Um, there's, there's quite a few. He's really like popular. Okay. I'll Breakfast of Champions was another one. Um, you might have heard of. Nope. Um, yeah. Really, really, really good books. Very like uh, a little weird, and a little out there, but very good. Okay. Anyway, uh, he, he continues. Show Watchmen on HBO. I've not seen the HBO series. I've seen the film. Yeah, I've seen the film. But I should watch that. 
It's a good film, but it lasts so long. It just sort of it just drags on a little bit. It's a little bit too long, and it's a it's very much up its own arse. But it's still good. <laughs> is, I still is, enjoyed is, it. But is, is, have you seen the series? Dan? is it good? Yeah, I I I, I enjoyed it. Um, it wasn't it wasn't incredible, but, but yeah, it's not bad. It's, Jeremy Irons is pretty good in it as Aussie Mandius. He's good in everything. Well, that is very mm. true. Yes, yeah, it's worth checking out. And he continues yet uh, again. Uh, movie uh, District Nine. Um, Good film. Tango Hotel Charlie, the Dark Tower series. Have you guys have you guys seen District Nine? I feel District Nine film lovers. It's fantastic. Got them prawns. Fucking fucking prawns. Fucking prawns. <laughs> oh, I love that fucking film. Prunes. <laughs> Oh, I love that. That was, my first, that was one of the first Blu-rays, so I used to watch it loads because it just looked amazing. <laughs> I have seen it. It's on Netflix at the moment as well. Yeah, yeah. Oh, if, you've, if you've not seen it, give it a watch. It is brilliant. It was um, yeah. it was done on such a tight budget, but you wouldn't think because the no, special yeah. effects and everything are absolute top draw. Yeah. I mean, he got some help from Peter Jackson, um, the director, I believe. He sort of wrote to him as a fan and I'm sure Peter Jackson helped in some way I'd have to look into that that might be total bollocks but I'm sure that's yeah, what I happened. didn't know that <laughs> yeah there was a connection to, from him to Peter Jackson uh, anyway yeah great film District 9 um, Tango Hotel Charlie the Dark Tower series anyone know what that is? I don't yeah. know what Tango Hotel Charlie is but I know what the Dark Tower series are the Dark Tower series are the Stephen King Books, I think. Yes, they are. Yeah, they're amazing. Really, really, really good. But this is written um, as if the Dark Tower series is a subtitle of Tango Hotel Charlie. I know. Yeah. Oh, no, Tango that Hotel Charlie is is the person's name on Twitter. Oh yeah, shit. Oh right, I've just read that. Read out the next one. Oh, that makes so much sense. <laughs> I felt the same to be fair. It just, it's because it, there was a page break in between. It just looked like it was still um, Cramels. Yeah, um, I think they're a um, Tottenham Hotspur fan. Right. THC. Uh, yeah. No, I think Sorry, Tango a weed fan. Hotel. THC. Ah, yeah. THC. The brother, the devil knows his own. <laughs> Dark Tower series, they are really, really good books. Absolutely fucking love them. They were so good. Film not so good. I've, not, I've, I've just not even bothered to watch the film. I just don't see how you can tell that. I think eight book story over a film, one film, so I thought I'm not even attempting to watch it. It's not it. even a long film. It was 90 minutes. Yeah, exactly. I saw minutes. that and I was like, nah. Yeah, I was looking forward to that. I've never read the books, but I've heard they're very good. I was looking forward to I mean, uh, Idris Elba as well. So yeah. it had pedigree, but they uh, apparently they really fucked it up. There was a really good film yeah. somewhere in there, but uh, the studio just. I think the guy, it. the guy, the guy that was supposed to be doing it for a long time pulled out of it because of like creative differences. Like they've tried to do this a number of times to tell this story, and it's just and people have given up on it a couple of times before, um, and then this was just shit. So I've not even watched it. Yeah, it needs a good um, sort of HBO series. HBO do the best series. They seem to have like unlimited money. They should just produce mm. all series. Yeah. Anyway, let's let's move on. 
Oh, can I read the next one? Because that means I get to yeah, talk about myself it. in the third person. Heather <laughs> <laughs> Nezzy says, I just watch series I love over and over again. It puzzles Nezzy so much, but there are so much other things to watch. But it's like spending time with people I know. I like the comfort. Yes, she does watch the same things over and over and over and over again. I used to do that, but now now there's just so much stuff that I try and watch yeah. stuff, but... Yeah. What is, you what guys is your comfort? Watching Friends and stuff, didn't you? Yeah, is that one of your comfort series? Uh, it's always like when sometimes if I'm struggling to sleep, I just need something that I know, like the back of my hand. I put it's always Sunny in Philadelphia on. And yeah, I know yeah. that. Just so I've I've seen them so many times that I can always put that on mm. um, and be happy. So that's probably that really. That's my go-to. Yeah, that is amazing. That is so... my favorite. My favourite episode is the the musical one. You've got to pay the troll toll to get into this voice. <laughs> oh, oh my god, I've I've got I've got that song on Beat Saber. It's like a seven minute. It's a seven minute Beat Saber map of that, and it's oh, fucking amazing because it's like an opera and stuff, and it's got like a light show going, and it's it's so so good. <laughs> That's quality. It is so good. The music in Always Sunny, like, it's, it's amazing. Like, the one that's called um, When the Gang Wins an Award um, is when Charlie Day does that song on the piano and all those people come and they're trying to win the bar award and he starts spitting at them and changes up the song. And, yeah, yeah. that's definitely one of <laughs> what does yeah. um yeah but he- heather heather she watches friends shit's creek a lot she watches that kind of over and over again i tried to and watch it, it w- and it, it didn't really impress me oh i, I like it. it it's good it was okay it was just but they irritated me too much the the family i was watching like series one and it's just uh. i prefer the first half of the entire than the, than the latter half of it but it's yeah. it is very well written funny show um, yeah. Maybe I should give it another try, but it just yeah. I liked it. I thought it got better as it went on. Um, Vicky Bryant says Harry Potter. Harry Potter, yeah, I agree. I love watching the the Harry Potter films, and when you get to the end, you're like, ah, yeah, that's the end of another era. That was my one. Anyway, Kim Wood says, <laughs> oh, definitely both Red Dead Redemptions and Dragon Age Origins and Inquisition. Movie wise, Lord of the Rings trilogy. I'm looking forward to a new Dragon Age game. Yeah, definitely. Origins, Inquisition, both classics. I need to finish Inquisition. I've started yeah, about six times. Me too. I did 50 hours on it and then just stopped dead for some weird reason. <laughs> I did the same thing and then I didn't touch it for like <laughs> two years and then went back to yeah. it and finished it. It's yeah, weird. it's weird. But yeah, Lord of the Rings trilogy, great shout. It's just just yep. fantastic. Still yeah, holds up. Some days. Back yeah. The day. Um, is it back to me to fuck up yeah. another one? <laughs> uh, Susan yeah. Linden, Hall, sorry, Linden Hall, a double barrel name. That that is a name of someone, isn't it? It's not. It's not the name of a series that someone is trying to say. <laughs> yeah. Susan Linden Hall. You actually did by HBO. Yeah. Susan, Susan Linden Hall. Yeah, you know, VG Hubs is. Media OSLH, of 
SLH. SLH. Just yeah, of course it is. Why? Why did just put SLH? Don't put your real name. We've been very formal with like everyone using everyone's full names. Susan Linden Hall. <laughs> I'll have you know. Books, Lord of the Rings, games, a Mass Effect trilogy, and Dra- Dragon Age Origins. I'm sure she doesn't speak like this. Well, I know her, and she speaks exactly like that. So yeah. Oh, does she? <laughs> <laughs> Jeeves, bring me the controller. I wish to play a game. <laughs> Some good choices there. Lord of the Rings. Great, great box. Great box. Yeah. Uh, and that's everyone. That is all of them. Uh, next week's topic. What was the first game you remember loving? So, yeah, what what made you fall in love with games, I guess, would be the question. Get your answers in now. Uh, right, moving on. We have a we have three speak pipes uh, this week. One of which is only four seconds long, but still, it's still free. It is a record-breaking week for speak pipes. So we shall begin with the shortest. Let's get that one out of the way. Guy, Dex, and yeah. Great. Thanks for that. Now let's move on to the next one. <laughs> What, what was it saying? Joystick's hand gel. Guy. No, I think he does raise actually a very interesting gel. point there. Guy, sticks, and gel. Oh, joysticks and chill. What did you thought he said? <laughs> Something hand gel. Hand gel. <laughs> I thought he was reminding me to like sanitize my hands. <laughs> 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 Um, I reckon that's from Jason Gulliher, but I could be wrong. Okay. This is the time we had a Jason Gulliher speed pipe. Yeah, there's, there's no evidence that he listens yet, so that would be interesting it if it be, is him. It could, it could be Derek practising his different voices. <laughs> it could be. Um, speaking of... Actually, I've not, I've not named any of these speed pipes, so I'm not sure which one is next, so I'm going to click this one and see who it is. Hello, Joysticks and Jillis. Derek seems back again. If, like me, you watch a lot of YouTube and Twitch and the like, uh, you probably see a lot of adverts popping up with celebrities advertising stuff, uh, usually Americans, but sometimes Canadians. People like uh, George Clooney, Christian Slater, Sylvester Stallone, uh, Ryan Reynolds. And I got to thinking, what if you had the chance to get any living celebrity or famous person, whatever you want to call them, to do a 30-second advertising slot for the Joysticks and Chill podcast? Which celebrity would you get? I guess the obvious one for me would be Anthony Hopkins, or I think he's <laughs> Sir Anthony Hopkins these days. I had a little scenario in mind, uh, so I'll just run through that now. Uh, you see a hand putting a needle to a vinyl record and some light classical music starts playing. And the camera pulls out and you see Sir Anthony Hopkins in a small dining room and he sits down to a meal with a drink. He looks intently at the camera and channeling his best Hannibal Lecter, he says, After I have my favourite meal of the day, fried liver, fava beans and a nice candy, I like to relax by listening to my favourite podcast, Joysticks and Chill. <laughs> And I'd really appreciate it if you did too. And that's my bad Anthony Hopkins impression, so keep on podcasting. 
I am definitely converting that into a soundbite. Does that need to be the start of the next show? Oh, absolutely. That was brilliant. Yes. His Hannibal Lecter voice is exactly the same as his voice. <laughs> but it's exactly the same as Hannibal Lecter. So. That's what, that's what <laughs> <laughs> oh, cheers, Derek. That's, love that's quality. Fun. That's oh, arguably the best God. one yet. <laughs> oh. oh, that's... Um, I mean, you've, the obvious I one, I suppose, would be there. Morgan Freeman. Mm. Would he not? Yeah, but he'd be yeah. really expensive. I'd get a uh, Gary Coleman because <laughs> he's, uh, cheap. he's dead, isn't he? Do we have to pay for him? Don't we get it free? This is an imaginary situation. Surely we don't have to take into consideration how much we can afford. Because my choice is, I was going to have the Pope, just <laughs> yeah. because Barack Obama. He reached, yeah, I think the Pope reached a lot of people. Yeah. Mm. I'm sticking with Gary Coleman. Money or not. It's <laughs> <laughs> a to toss up between the Pope and Gary Coleman. <laughs> Good work to get the boss of look. Um Brian Blessed. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Joysticks and chill. Yeah, you could just do it. Yeah, that's uh, true. Maybe Sean Brian Bruce Blessed is just a poor man's J. <laughs> I'll take that. Who did you see? Sorry, Dan, we were talking over you. What were you saying? Uh, maybe, um, oh, God, I've forgotten his name now. Sean Bean, and, and we can actually kill him on the episode. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but then he just keeps on speaking and, until you fire that, like, fifth or sixth arrow into his chest. But what an amazing... They would just describe the best advert. Sean Bean speaking as we shoot arrows into his chest until the end of the advert. There you go. We've decided right there. <laughs> Absolutely amazing. <laughs> Yeah, I don't think we can do better than that. <laughs> oh, thanks, Derek. Keep them coming, keep them coming. <laughs> they are quality. Right, let's move on to... Greasy Fish Slips, I think, is next. Bon bloody jaw. It is I, Greasy Fish Lips. Yay! Hope you're all well. Quick question. Have any of you ever met a star or a famous person in your lives. I was quite fortunate when I was, uh, must have about 10 years old, I was picked to, with my best friend at the time, to go and have an acting role in an episode of Tales of the Unexpected, which came to Norwich to do some filming. Uh, the episode was called A Stranger in Town and starred now Sir David Jacobi. So I met Sir David Jacobi and got a signed picture from the man himself. I wasn't paid for my acting debut as I only swang around a lamppost and was on screen for a matter of one second, but was paid with a massive hot dog. <laughs> Thanks very much. <laughs> Salutations. Speak soon. <laughs> Operation U Tree. Thanks again. I was just thinking that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I can't give you any money, but here, have this sausage. <laughs> oh, dear. I didn't even know who he was. I just had to Google him. <laughs> uh, okay, yeah, someone else go first. I'll, I'll need to think. I've um, met a few people that are quite famous. Um, First off would have been, um, oh God, I've forgotten his name. It's always sings at Wimbledon. Um, <laughs> that arsehole. Cliff uh, Richard? 
Cliff Richard, yeah, bumped into him when I was very young in a furniture shop. I told him not to steal the glass top table because it was a fingerprint magnet. <laughs> <laughs> Why is every story in Operation U Tree story? <laughs> and uh, then uh, Paul Daniels, I met him at a uh, in Hamleys of all places, the big toy shop in London. Um, he was signing his uh, book. Whiz- you remember the TV show Wizbit? Um, no. no. Uh, he was signing the the book that went with that. And then since then, um, Bill Bailey drinks at my local occasionally, so I've met him a couple of times. Oh wow, that's cool. And uh, the Queen, uh, she came to my school and uh, <laughs> did an opening of the sixth form centre. And uh, yeah, spoke to her and opened the door for her. Wow. Ooh. That sounds a, that's quite that's impressive. That big one at the end there. Oh <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, the Queen at school one time. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's amazing. That's about it, I think. That's that's a hard one to top, John. Yeah. Sorry, oh, yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> I've not read. The Queen's pretty good, but uh, I've met Richie from the boy band Five. <laughs> <laughs> Take that, Queen. <laughs> Um, yeah, I met him. Uh, I met uh, former footballer Liam Ridgewell um, and Curtis Davis. I actually I was eating at an all bar one um, with my wife years ago, um, and he was playing for West Brom at the time. But he used to play for Villa. He played for uh, Birmingham City as well, unfortunately, for a period of time. And uh, yeah, Curtis Davis was sort of eating at the next table uh, to um, that I was on. Um, and yeah, he was he was an absolute dick to be honest, with the, <laughs> the people that were uh, serving him. And, um, yeah, he didn't leave a tip either. So, uh, prick. Um, <laughs> oh, well, come on. No. <laughs> this is misunderstood. But, uh, yeah, I met... Um, I didn't meet them, but I did bump into them to say hello. Um, one of the Eurogamers, Jonathan Ross, was there. Um, with Bill Bailey, which was a little bit surreal, to walk through quite a crowded area, and I saw like a few p- people like gathering around, and yeah, it was Jonathan Ross and Bill Bailey just wandering along. I saw um, Danny John Jules, who plays the cat in Red Dwarf. He was uh, at EGX, at the opposite side, because um, um, well, they held it now as a massive place. There was a there's a toy big toy convention thing going on, children's thing, and obviously he was doing something for that but yeah just saw him walking past while i was eating a sandwich i had a chat with him on twitter i can't remember what it was yeah. about i'll have to find it um i think i mentioned something he, he loved what i had said or something or the way i said it yeah i'll have to find it that was very cool uh yeah while i'm going um yeah because i i was a manager at man united I used to manage the team you might have heard of me <laughs> no, uh, yeah, hospitality yeah, manager. We have. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so I I managed a, lo- a lot of the boxes in the Alex Ferguson stand. So a lot of the boxes were full of players and the odd celebrity and the odd this person, that person, whatever. So I, I met like most of the Man United squad. Um, and Alex Ferguson, he came around, he was walking around the corridor that sort of loops around the entire stadium and he was. All the bouncers were going ahead, sort of putting people back into their rooms so they couldn't see him. But because I was like in you know, my uniform, they let me be. So I shook his hand as he, as he went by. Even though I'm a Liverpool supporter, it was it was still nice to sort of 
shake his hand because he is a big deal, isn't he? You can't deny yeah. he's, yeah. you know, he, he deserves respect. Um, yeah. Also, when I got my I got my gold Duke of Edinburgh award, I went down to London to collect it, uh, and we stayed in this really nice hotel, and I had breakfast with John Voigt, um, which is mm. the uh, yeah the father of Angelina Jolie, and has also From been Abby in. And yeah, he the, the, the he was in Mission Impossible and a few other things. Um, yeah, John Voight. Yeah, it was quite a surreal moment. I didn't didn't know he was in the the hotel. We just ended up sort of having breakfast, a table apart. And uh, yeah, I was staring at him and making him uncomfortable throughout the entire thing. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and I met the Duke of Edinburgh, obviously, uh, uh, on that trip as well. He presented yeah. me with. Um, the Duke of Edinburgh Award, the gold. Um, we did it on on bikes. We did the whole ex- expedition on bikes, and he, he came up to me and he said, "Why didn't you use horses?" And uh, I didn't know how to answer that, so <laughs> that was my entire experience with uh, royalty. Apparently, he asked that to everyone. To be fair, so. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, especially footballers. He doesn't seem to understand it. <laughs> and football. <laughs> I should have asked him well, if it was after the time he crashed his car. I was like, well, why didn't you use a horse instead of driving that Jeep? But uh, yeah, it wasn't. It was like 20 years <laughs> before that. Peasant. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, they're the ones I can think of. There, there has been a few more. Um, yeah, I might, bl- I might the- blurt them out randomly as the show goes on. I just remembered I've met Terry Pratchett. Oh, wow. Nice. I beat Terry out. Uh, he was eating a... Oh, sorry, my neighbour's dog's uh, still still alive. Um, <laughs> uh, he was no. doing a uh, talk at uh, Guildford University and uh, then did a book signing afterwards and... Fucking dogs. <laughs> <laughs> he wasn't fucking oh, dogs. dogs. Sorry, yeah. it might sound like... <laughs> <laughs> you heard it here first Terry Pratchett <laughs> fucked dogs that's the name of the show I think yeah yeah I'm right there I'm writing that down signing books and fucking pups <laughs> that's the name of the show there we go right where is it where's, where's the thing <laughs> oh that's good see mine i um and there's a there's a nightclub around here called brebury hall and it's like a hotel that has like a nightclub underneath it it's got a bit of a reputation and like the club's on till two but they've got like a residence bar till like six in the morning so everyone goes there and it's a bit of a wild time and i was there maybe at like four o'clock in the morning like really pissed and i turned around you know someone asked me for a fag and I turned around, and it was Neil fucking Ruddock. And I'm a Liverpool fan. I'm a Liverpool fan. And I'm like, it's four o'clock in the morning, and I'm pissed when I'm, when I'm at my jolliest. And I turn around, and I see fucking um, Neil Ruddock, as pissed and jolly as I am, asking me for a fag. We both look disheveled. <laughs> you have to wear, it's like, it's a baseball, you have to wear, like, shoes, pants, and a shirt. Like... But like at four o'clock in the morning, like you just look like shit, like shit. Like, or I do anyway. And so does Neil Ruddock. 
So I was like, fucking hell, Neil Brodick. <laughs> so I've got, I've got a picture somewhere of like me and Neil, like, you know, that classic drunk pose where like we've got an arm around each other, then the other arm is like up in the air. And we've both got like these big Richmond Super King fags hanging out of our mouth, just going, <laughs> and, and I've got that picture somewhere. And it's just like one of my most absolute favorite memories. Uh, so that's one. And I, I also saw um, Ryan Babble. In Amsterdam, and I'm not normally one to go and ask a celebrity for a picture unless I'm fucking hammered at four o'clock in the morning. But like, I was in Amsterdam and I had my Liverpool top on, and I think he just left and he walked past me and I went, That's fucking Ryan Babble. I went, You know what? I'm going to go and ask him for a picture. So I chased him a little bit because I had my Liverpool top on and everything. And then I went, Can I have a picture, please? And he pulled his face at me and just thought, Oh, you twat. So he like reluctantly gave me a picture. No, it wasn't. It was him. He just met his friend, right? So I asked him, and I think Ryan didn't pull his face, but his mate made it obvious that he didn't want me to be there. But he t- gave me a picture and thought, the only time I actually think, right, I'm going to go and ask for a picture, and they make me feel like a dick for doing it. So I've just got a picture of like <laughs> me and him not looking, not like me and fucking Neil Razor Ruddock, like that's a happy picture. Me and Ryan Mabble are just a bit uncomfortable, but I did see him in Amsterdam, so yeah. Mm. That's- John Amici. He plays for Galatasaray now, and he's absolute shit. So. <laughs> yeah, and he, he said he said a couple of really shitty things as well to some girls sometime on Twitter, like a couple of years ago. And I did like him, and then I read that, and it was like fucking really horrible. So he's a bit of a prick. So fucking. He's always been a bit shit, though, hasn't he? Really, he's not been that good. Yeah, he wasn't that good no, for us. No, there was times when he was good, but I always liked a brother playing for Liverpool, so I was encouraging him on. And when he was, he scored some half decent goals, but yeah, he never really came to fruition. But yeah, he's a dick now. I used to work in game, um, and all the the Liverpool play well, not all of them, but a good load of them um, came in and bought like Pro Evo and FIFA, FIFA. from us. Yeah. Um, oh God, I can't remember. Some of them were cool. in the uh, 2005 Champions League final. Oh, who's the one who scored, but he's really shit? Milan Barash. Smeeter. Smeeter, he was one of them who always came and and bought FIFA. Um, Anyway, yeah. I can't remember the rest. But yeah, brilliant. Thank you for the question, Marty. Yeah, Uh, really good. Yeah, thank you, Derek, as well. that, That was good. I enjoyed that. Uh, yeah, so if you would like to uh, send a speak pipe, you just have to go onto speak pipe, find our little thing, record your voice. If it's shit, then you can reset it, do it again until you're happy, and then just press send, and it comes straight to us. It's as simple as that. Alternatively, you can email us or, 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 or send us messages on Twitter or Discord or all that kind of stuff. But basically, we want to hear from we you! Want to, we want to hear from you. Follow us on Twitter. Follow us on Twitter. At Joystick. Follow us on Facebook. Join us on Facebook. Join us on Discord. Details on the Twitter pin tweet. Email us, podcast at joysticks and chill.com. Follow us on Twitch. Subscribe to our YouTube. Leave us a message on Speedpipe. Speak. Leave us on iTunes. Leave us on your messages. Text messages. Send us a fucking carrier pigeon. We want to know what you think. It's better than sticking a cocktail stick in your eyeball. Terry Pratchett fucks dogs. It's time for the shout outs! Right, everyone, stop what you're doing and listen to me. It's time for the shout out, 
John. Uh, my beautiful wife and child, and you guys. Short shout-outs this week for me. Um, Dan, how about you? Yeah, uh, my tainted brain had a chat with him on Twitter, and um, that ended up with me having an idea for a business, which I need to work on. So um, that was pretty cool. So Ooh. thank you for that. And um, some conversations with me give me some ideas. Who um, I, I helped him. Uh, well, he, he was on um, uh, Twitter asking about a very old graphics card um, for an old computer, and uh, then. We ended up chatting about PC parts and what we could do with it, and it ended up with melting a hard drive using a flower pot and homemade thermite. So, um, <laughs> but yeah, uh, good chat with him on Twitter. Uh, both of them. <laughs> okay. Uh, John. Oh, me, John. Um, I'll shout out Marty because as soon as I heard the speak pipe on here, I remembered that he texted me on Thursday and said, oh, are you free tomorrow for a call? And I totally forgot. So <laughs> I'll text you back. Um, my mate Leroy, because um, he's going through a bit of stuff at the minute, so uh, just a little shout out to him and thinking about him. Um, and also because he spent some time yesterday again trying to help me understand Marvel Avengers um, <laughs> veteran gamers because um, we did a their play day on Sunday with uh, Duke and Stu and played a little bit of Back for Blood which I will talk about another time so I'll shout those out because that was fun we played spent about an hour playing that was good um, Heather for being my wife and being lovely and sending that message into the show it's um, and my beautiful children too. John for playing on Breakpoint. Breakout, Breakpoint, <laughs> Breakpoint <laughs> with me, even though I'm really shit at it and he's a lot better because he's played more of it. So thank you for being patient with me and just you guys for doing the show and everyone who listens to the show, obviously, um, and the people who write in and all of you guys. So thank you very much. That was long for me today, Jesus Christ. Sorry. <laughs> well, that was okay. Um, I'll shout out the other half of my family who I've not seen since the last funeral, which was, uh, yeah, it's a bit depressing, but it was great catching up with everyone. I, uh, I went to my granddad's funeral yesterday and we had, um, members of the British Legion there in full uniform, as well as, uh, uh, Royal Marines, commando veterans. Um, my brother had arranged for, uh, some some of these people to come and do uh, like a, a bugle send off. It's like the, the traditional military bugle funeral. The last post. Yeah, I think that's what it is. Yeah, um, but it was really, really touching. Uh, this guy came all the way from Scotland just to the funeral to do the bugling, and then he went back home again. It's like oh, well, he should have just like we had a meal afterwards. I'm sure we could have fed him or something. But oh yeah, f- uh, full credit to to those guys for. For making it um, more special, because the the, uh, the priest who was doing the, the the funeral was fucking awful. Oh my god, he was like ninety five, and he sort of walked around and he couldn't read what he was saying. What he read, he sort of mumbled, and then he said, "Oh, sorry, made a mistake. I need to read this bit." And then he, um, Jesus, yeah, and he, he he literally said one of the things that we did actually hear him say um, was. Right, so we, we don't know uh, James's soul has gone to heaven, so what you can do is if you put some money in an envelope and write your name on it and give it to the church, then that can ensure his soul goes into heaven. 
and if he's already in heaven, it might help the soul of someone else. And we were all like, oh, fuck off. <laughs> are you, are you the, sure he was uh, a priest and this wasn't just like a pyramid scheme? <laughs> he's, just, he's just forgot to put the illusion on it. <laughs> oh, it was, oh, it was in, absolutely insane. And there's one bit where, do you know when, when like priests, they, if you're in church and they say, right, what, after I, when I say this line, you have to say, you know, and also with you or, or um, with God's help, we will, or, you know, well, that kind of thing. You ever, you ever been to that kind of thing? Yeah. So the first line he, he said this thing and everyone kind of mumbled the line like everyone mumbles. And he says, God, you could all do better than that. As if it's a fucking birthday party. <laughs> oh, oh, my God. Unbelievable. Terrible. I do want him at my funeral. <laughs> <laughs> We don't oh, know God. that Nezu's got any weed in heaven. But if, you, <laughs> if you bag up some from your pocket, we can forward it. <laughs> the same guy, he did my nan's funeral um, six years ago. And uh, I was talking with my mum because it was at the same church as this, as, as my granddad's. And we were saying, no, he can't possibly be alive. We sat down and then in walks this guy looking six years older than he did last time. And I turned to my mum and I said, he's still alive. <laughs> my mum started laughing. Luckily, we had, she had a mask on. It was, oh, it, was, it was a weird moment, but fucking, oh, I don't know how many years he's got left, but it can't be many. Anyway, yeah, so um, that was, uh, it was interesting. It, it was nice to, to, to catch up with the family again. It's, it's a shame it has to be under such, such circumstances, but uh, a shout out to the butlers. Um, yeah. <laughs> I doubt uh, listening to this, but uh, shout out to them all the same. Um, and yeah, we've, no one's um, actually said all the people who've contributed t- today. Dan, that's normally oh, your shit. job. I'm sorry. So yes, I'm, I'm go for it. Tired. Yeah, okay. Uh, everyone <laughs> that uh, got in contact with us, so that is uh, Kim Woods, Vicky Bryant, uh, Heather, Cram L, Cuddy75, Pixel Pod, sorry, Pixel People Pod. Uh, Retro Mayhem, Greasy Fish Lips, and Susan Linden Hall. Of course. And the Hotel yeah. Charlie. And yeah, that was, and, and Hotel, Hotel Charlie. Charlie. That's not Charlie. a series, it's a person. <laughs> and of course, Derek for the Speakpipe. Thank you. Of course. And Greasy Fish Lips for the Speakpipe as well. Absolutely. Yes. Thank you very much to everyone who has contributed. Uh, and thank you for everyone who's just listens. Even the people who you know they listen week by week. Um, there seems to be a lot of them who who've never made any kind of effort to speak to us or whatever. But that's fine. That's okay. You want to listen. You want to keep your distance. That's so. That's okay with us. If you do want to um, join in the fun, we have a Discord. Uh, if you go to our uh, Twitter homepage, the link for the Discord is on there. I believe. Is that right, John? Uh, yeah. Yes, excellent. Um, yeah, so we encourage you to do that. But yeah, thank you very much, everyone, for listening. It's been episode 28. Join us for 29 next time. Bye! Thank you for listening to the Joysticks and Chill Podcast. Don't forget to join the Discord. See you next time.
and yeah. Uh, There's no I in bike. 